Recorded live. Ever since I've been trying to find out about this girl who disappeared 25 years ago, I feel like I'm being watched. Good morning and welcome to this morning's edition of Romology Reports. It's a very special edition this morning. I'm here with Hollywood actor Shellen, who um, has many films to his credit and was a working actor in Hollywood for many years. Um, some of his films include A River Runs Through It. Um, he was a working actor, very active in Hollywood for a very long time. Um, he's made a lot of short films. He's uh, had his own theater company, also an artist in many different dimensions. He's a poet, he's a painter, and we're going to hear a lot more about all of his different art enterprises shortly. One of his recent works is a film called The Spark, and it's a film on targeting. So you're here this morning, of course, to spout targeting and find out about Steve's own experience with targeting and, you know, the making of his film and so on and so forth. So, good morning and welcome, Steve. Thanks so much for being with me this morning. It's like we're on now. Yes, absolutely. I know. Absolutely, as you can tell, uh, we weren't very certain we were going to be able to do this this morning at all. So, I'm glad uh, it's happened. So, that's a, that's a painting of yours behind you, isn't it? It's gorgeous. There's a little story behind that painting, I understand. Did you want to um, talk about that story a little bit? Hey guys, I'm not sure about you, but on my end, it, it, I can't even hear it. It's so faint, Stephen's voice on there. I can hear Romola, but I can't hear Stephen. You guys want to listen to another one, try a different one? I wanted to hear about that movie, but I guess not. You guys hear this? Um, and, it, and it deals with uh, basically... Um I, the word MK Ultra, I mean, it's obviously an umbrella term. I don't even think MK Ultra. It was in the 50s, 60s. There's so many options. But for, for lack of a better overall 
seen everyone refers to MK Ultra. But you know, if Joe Average, if he looks up MK Ultra with PDF, um, he's going to get, oh yeah, that's what program you can detect if you shut down. Okay, let's try a different one then. Maybe his voice is louder in this one. Hello, good morning, everyone, and welcome. Uh, this is Ramola D from Ramola D Reports, and I'm here this morning with Stephen Shellen, Canadian film actor, Hollywood actor, the star of uh, A River Runs Through It, along with others, and various other major films. Um, we had a conversation earlier, but we're here this morning for a very special reason. We are here to talk about internet censorship of old media, and also to talk about a fabulous film that Stephen Shellen has created. <laughs> Uh, that I'd like to tell uh, the world about. So, good morning, Stephen. So glad that you've joined me here this morning today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, we, our heat, our furnace got um, shut off, and we had carbon monoxide poisoning yesterday. Oh, no. And then our toilet was blocked. So, and uh, I don't think it's anything nefarious. I think it maybe it's just bad luck. But that's sort of how I keep myself sane. It's not jumping to conclusions but Absolutely. it is pretty ironic that no furnace no flush flushing toilet um carbon monoxide poisoning what else oh and water dripping from the ceiling and all our ceilings are becoming rotted so yeah it's an interesting morning to say the least but here we are and we've survived and i've survived and uh yeah i really want to talk about what's going on um you've made me aware of the wired magazine and uh, I went a little overboard in the comments, but I, you know, after almost 23 years, I'm so fed up. And there's so much documented evidence. There's so many patents that have been released. There's so much information if someone chooses to look for it. And it's not that hard to find. And yes, Wikipedia will say we're nuts and, and, and anything that, that is all at all connected to that the oligarchs, let's say, they're the, platforms, right? Well, they'll, they'll slander and ridicule so you get abused twice. You get your targeting, number one, whether it's COINTELPRO targeting on steroids, whether it's directed energies, voice to skull, whatever, whatever form you're getting. And then when you try to seek help or when you try to speak out about it, well, then you're ridiculed and slandered. You're raped all over again. And now I've seen, as have you, you know, how much it's heated up. It's just unbelievable. Absolutely. I mean, all over the place. And, um, you know, you're right. People who are targeted are literally being assaulted twice. One, you're being targeted extrajudicially because there's no reason to target you. There's no reason for you to be stalked, harassed, and assaulted with weapons. But this is what's happening with people. And your finances attacked. You know, your living situation attacked. All sorts of things around you going wrong all of a sudden. All of these sort of uh, orchestrated events that are directed at targets are one form of assault. And the second form of assault is mainstream media running psyops for the government, writing lies, lies, defamation, slander, and libel against those who are targeted, and calling them Absolutely. insane and delusional. It is unacceptable. Absolutely. And you know what's ironic is five years ago, I had built up another career, so to speak, as a visual artist and as a voice actor. And I did a, a game called Deus Ex Human Revolution, and some online gamers had nominated me for best voice in a video game for the world. But one would assume, well, there'll be, there'll be work from that. Well, unfortunately, because I got nominated, I got just smeared after, completely wiped out, lies, they stole comedy videos I'd made and, uh, and, 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 and posted them as, as me being a schizophrenic crazy, 
And it was it, just to watch this onslaught. I mean, thank God Kim's not targeted, and she's a rational, uh, critical thinker because she witnessed it. And it was like, you know, here we are, broke, freezing to death. Again, you know, and this is because I had done an interview in 2011, and I'd spoken out about my brand of targeting. And this is what followed. And then eventually, even though I was my voice agent's top uh, voice actor in Montreal, I was fired. And when we both asked, both Kim and myself, because we'd known her, I'd been with her like 12 or 14 years. What's going on, Susan? What, you know, what's going on? She looked at her desk, tears formed in her eyes, and she said, um, she can't submit me. And we, when we asked why she couldn't submit me for jobs, she said she was afraid of what I'd say. And I said, have you ever had a complaint from a client about me? Like if I go in to do a Honda a TV voiceover have you, for a commercial, have you ever had a complaint? No. She stares at her desk, tears forming in her eyes, and then eventually she fired me. And I guess I was fired. No work, no submissions, acting, forget about it. I think I had three appointments in 12 years, like completely finished. But because I was anonymous as a voice actor, I was allowed to do that, according to the, uh, the creeps that run these programs. But as soon as I'd spoken out, that was it, shut down. And it's like, I'm, and the reason I'm mentioning this, it's not so much to dwell on my situation, but just to bring attention to anyone. When you speak out about your targeting, you get fired from your job, you get your finances attacked, you get ridiculed, you get hate online. I mean, my God, God forbid someone is mentally ill and they get attacked like, like would, would you do that to a dog in the street? And the way this Wired article, what's really nefarious and spooky about the, the Wired article mm-hmm. is that the woman, the woman that wrote the article, and I won't name her just because I don't want to give her any attention. Oh, everyone knows she, her name um, now. She, 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 she tries this tries the new tactic, which has been quite successful, and they tried this with me also. Oh, we're so sorry for Stephen Shellen. We really hope he gets the help he needs. Oh, yes, that line. <laughs> yeah, it's almost worse than them just coming right out and telling us you're crazy. It's this this kind of psyop. You know, it's not even really Sololinsky. I don't know what it is, but it's like they pretend to have um, compassion. And so they phrase what they write about us they don't look at any evidence. They don't. They don't talk about what's been documented or, or or any of the scientists that worked on developing these programs, particularly in regards to directed energies. No, they don't go near anything like that that actually gives you something concrete. No, instead they just fluff it off, and um, you know, and 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 then you know, and then all we really hope they get the help they need. It must be so lonely. Being a targeted individual and thinking that people are after you. You know Wow. It's that's why I got so mad. Yeah, absolutely shocking. Oh, you know, you know, I got really mad as well. They're framing the narrative in that way. And by the way, Stephen, I wanted to congratulate you for speaking about your experience because it's very important for each of us to speak about the particular ways in which we are each being targeted and assaulted. (laughs) And it's absolutely shocking and reprehensible that your acting career was so you know, kind of completely removed from you the way it happened.
way it's, uh, the way it's been attacked. That is outrageous. And, you know, and, it, and what you're I saying know. is, you know, as soon as you spoke out as an actor with a voice, the entire mechanism was sort of, you know, moved against you and came down. That's right. Yeah, not just me, but Kim and my family with Kim. I mean, it's not just me that suffers. It's yes, also Kim. Family. It's her children. It's our whole, it's my own children that were stolen from me. And it's funny because when I've asked the entertainment business, why am I so shut down? I was considered one of the top actors of my generation that was Canadian born in Canada. And they used to be able to raise funding uh, for a movie just using my name in the film. Like, we've got Steven Show. Oh, good. We'll give, you know, I wasn't a huge star. I was a working actor, and I was successful. I had good years, bad years. But, you know, and I also had a child support case in California that almost killed me because they wouldn't let up. And I'm starting to realize that's probably when my targeting started, although it wasn't as overt is what it started in oh, October Oh, they do 95. it for your children. Look at Melanie Richin. You know, they've removed her baby from her. It's just unforgivable. I don't know where this evil comes from. And when I see journalists writing these hit pieces on us, I'm just, I'm like, shame, shame, shame. Absolutely. You know, I talked to this guy. It seems like a completely set-up job. Oh, yes, we do need to hear about Jack Zimmerman. But what I wanted to say was, you know, when you look at journalists writing stuff like this, and you see, as you said, the, the whole bunch of articles that have been coming down the pike over the years, you begin to understand that it is a psyop. It is psyop propaganda that's been set up by these magazines and newspapers that are clearly working with the darker forces in our agencies and in the government, you know, who are running these psyops on the public, on the American public, the Canadian public, the world public, you know. So. What I theorize, I theorize that I didn't used to think like this as much, but I spoke with Hank. I mean, I speak with him every day, right? Um, I think this is a huge you industry around that. Hank, I mean, who, which is a friend of yours who's in the industry? Yeah. Well? No, he's targeted, but he used to be an, uh, an agent. He'd worked in Hollywood, and then he got mixed up with the girl who was pregnant. He wanted to have some uh, rights to his child, but his wife had, he found out, been working as an escort, which is kind of similar to my ex-wife. And um, basically, she was then... Uh, yeah, severely targeted. He gets burned pretty much every night. Uh, he, they falsely accused him. They Sorry, blocked him up. He was in jail for 53 days. And then I did a video with Victor Libertas, and we got him. I hope anyway we were somewhat responsible for at least putting some pressure on them. He, was, he had no bail set. You know, why? Because he wanted to see his daughter and because his ex-wife was mixed up with billionaires and you know she was in the program so to speak she was richly abused as a child so he got wiped out so i do speak to him you know quite often and he thinks and i think he's right that there is a huge like this is an industry like they're making 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 billions off of us yeah so that would make sense why they're so anxious to stop any truth coming out because they've got, it's not a cottage industry. Think of all the people that they, 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 they deploy uh, to right. work against They're us. They're paying a ton of people us. to follow and stalk and use portable directed energy weapons. You know, they've got like army contracts out on this. This is human trafficking. It is. It absolutely is. And I keep saying we're an extension. You thought MK Ultra was bad. <laughs> this is an extension. Try this one on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely it is. 
but yeah, these hit pieces, they just make me so furious as they, as they do you. And, 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 you know, we should all be outraged. And that's why I really want to encourage any uh, targeted individual, anyone that's new to, uh, you know, recognizing they may be being targeted, um, to really speak out, use your voice, because that's all we've got at this point. And they shut down Victorious Libertas, who did many videos with me, some with John Hall, with Dr. Catherine Horton. Uh, funny, website gone, all videos gone. They're now on, uh, what is it, uh, Shoot. BitChute? Um, Are they on BitChute? They're on BitChute. Yeah. But, of course, right. there's no views. So and, and, and Joe Average looks at a video, sees how many views, and decides whether it's worth watching or not. I mean, that's just the way the, the, the average person looks at a video. Oh, look at the views. Oh, you know, so I think, should have oh, them on. Got yeah. no views. I should have yeah, them on should. to talk to them about it so they can speak openly about their experience as well. Well, they were on Hagman and Hagman recently, and now they're doing something, um, yeah, with, with a group of people that have been kicked off YouTube. Um, there's a couple of subjects that are off topic. One of them is targeted individuals and the technology involved. And then the other one is ritual abuse, um, child trafficking. These things are not uh, popular subjects. Yes. And, and there I, is overlap between oh, us, and right? The, there and are the some, mass shootings, yeah. There's overlap over all of them. Right. Yeah. That's true, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I understand the Florida shooting caused many people's videos to be taken down. You know, people That was something it. I think they've had set up before they even... Oh, you're uh, right. They the probably Florida had thing set it up. Happened. Yeah. They needed a reason to stop these voices from coming out. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it seems to oh, me... Go ahead. Sorry, I want to mention, if someone sees this painting, people in the past have said, oh, he's part of it. Look at, look at that. Look at that gross painting. Um, that painting's about the queen, and it, and it's you're stitched back together. I, I don't have any reverence for the queen, even though I'm in a um, Commonwealth country. Uh, I can't stand uh, the, the queen or her family or any of them. And all one has to do to figure out why is why were they so friendly right up until his death? Why were they so cuddly with a, a diabolical uh, child abuser oh, like Jimmy, Jimmy Savile? Oh, Savile, yeah. That guy. Yeah, I mean, these things all do tend to sort of uh, overlap. But um, I can't, can't think of what else I wanted to say about it. It's just that PSYOP is so clever now. And this fake empathy thing, the fake empathy, it's as hideous as um, these charities that we're now finding out. Oh, these charities that they've got a charity, they're helping the Haitians. Well, guess what? Go ask some Haitian. They're not getting any money. They're not getting new schools. There's the odd little uh, little thing done, a, a little token, but it may, basically they're just pocketing the money, trafficking the children and the and the and the adults for human organs, sex trafficking, whatever. And these are charities, so that's how diabolical these it people is, are. It is, and you know, many people don't even understand it, and they can't make that leap that, because there's so much cognitive dissonance there. Because we all understand, I think, over time, that when you see the word children's charity or rescue fund, you think that these people are legitimate, that they are indeed working to save, you know, people in disaster situations or work, work, working to help children who've been orphaned by right. storms and so forth. But now we have so much information coming out about the child trafficking, the, the organ harvesting, etc. So, you know, for all of us, it's a bit of a mind shift to grapple with the horror of what's really going on in the world today, of what we're learning yeah, has been going on. That's right. At least, at least we are 
to our credit, those of us that um, are looking for truth, uh, to our credit, we are uh, pulling back the veil and discovering things like, wow, almost all charities are basically just uh, money grabs and child grabs, whatever. My ex-wife was involved in a orphanage. The most uncaring person could not nurture my children. Um, the most uncaring person I've ever met today, um, she had an orphanage in Cambodia in a town called Scenicville, oh, wow. which apparently in 2008, 2009, was considered the number one tra- child trafficking uh, place in the world oh, in wow. Cambodia. So, you know, these are the kind of people that we're dealing with, just absolutely diabolical. But what I don't forgive, okay, I understand there might be, there's evil out there that's really that, just, I don't know, evil. Um, but when journalists, and you're a journalist, Romola, so when you see journalists, they, that you think they have a little bit of moral fiber and that a journalist would want to do, I, I don't mind if they question whether some TIs are crazy or not, or, you know, maybe there are some things that, I mean, I have these questions too about some of it, right? But um, to just do such a one-sided IOP article. Oh, it's about a targeted individual. One, one-sided is the exact word because you can tell right from the beginning of the article and the, the framing within which it is presenting its narrative that, you know, the story, the, the point of view, the perspective, the focus is all on delusional, schizoid, schizophrenic, lunatics getting together, having a little conference about unity and hope. And look at them. Here's one guy walking about muttering to himself who might very well have been a plant, by the way, you know, because we all know that there are CIA plants of completely oh. mentally ill-seeming individuals in our midst. Absolutely. Before I forget, I also wanted to mention, um, oh, God, that slipped my mind again. Oh, God. Oh, 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 oh. We have Ooh. time, Stephen. We have st- time. We have time. Let's... Uh, <laughs> Go through this article a little bit, and then we'll move on to the other interesting thing I want to ask you about is your conversation with Jack Zimmerman. So, okay. So let's I'll finish up with this article over here. One of the things that I felt was, okay, one, she framed it as, you know, everybody being delusional. Two, and I'm glad you brought up the issue of journalism. <clears throat> this is not journalism. I'm sorry. No. This is highly shoddy reported. She mentions various things. I mean, she actually makes a mention of RFID chips because she reports that, supposedly reports, that, uh, you know, many people who are targeted are reporting being chipped. But she doesn't go into the industry. She doesn't go into the history of how the intelligence agencies have been using chips in people for decades. All of that information right. is on my website. She needs to just go to my website and look up RFID. She'll find a bunch of articles, a bunch of reportage on the subject. On the industry. And research James Walbert. I mean, any of these cases, right? Many I mean, cases. it's there. Many cases. The oh, I wanted, what I wanted to mention before I, before I, I, I forget again, um, she also in the article talks about um, that we're, we're, I'm paraphrasing, we're these pathetic group of people, and because of the internet, we've found <laughs> each other. Right. Oh my God, I'm a targeted individual. Well, I got news for you, sister. Um, I started. I was targeted uh, in. I, it started overtly that I could see uh, in October 1995. I was driven to homelessness, and I lived on the streets in LA for two to three years. 
And I was on the run constantly, constantly being harassed, break-ins, death threats, all of it. Old school, COINTEL Pro on steroids targeting. Absolutely. Well, guess what? I wasn't on, I wasn't on a computer. I'm completely computer, like almost illiterate because that whole like learning curve where most people went through from say 95 to 2000, I was on the run. So I never found out anyone with a similar story to mine until 2002 on a site called Mind Control Forums. I'm not sure if it's still up. But so that that kind of blows that whole theory apart that, oh, we, we, we all, oh, we found the Internet. That's what I am. And we all, no, sorry, doesn't hold any water. And I was talking about my targeting as soon as it started in 95. Yes. And the other thing I get a lot, I get, oh, you're doing this for attention. And targeted individuals do this because they have mental ill, you know, mental health issues and they need attention. And it, they, they need to believe the CIA's after them, you see, to make them feel important and puffed up. That's the it. CIA That's is it, yeah. after me. Oh, hey, hooray. But I was an actor in Hollywood, so how much attention do you think I needed? I had all the attention I wanted, you know? I, yeah. I never really want, I never was digging for a Tom Cruise career, go. but I was happy to be a working actor. And yeah, people used to know me. So why would I create a crazy story? Like only gives me negative attention. It's, it, it doesn't make any sense. There would be no reason. There would be no reason to make up this this story. So that's another one of her theories. Uh, yes, math. and you know, I yeah. wanted to say, uh, Stephen, in, in response to that, yes, most certainly you are one of the early people who have been targeted when, you know, the Internet was not such a flourishing kind of phenomenon as it is today. And uh, your story reminds me a great deal of Paul Baird's story. He was targeted in the, in the 80s or 90s, late 80s or early 90s. And it was because he wrote a book that was going to be published. He wrote a sci-fi novel that ultimately, that actually covered covert crime. And what happened was his agent spilled the beans and the story got distributed before it was published. And then because it was so spot on, the subject of these cr criminals, he got targeted at that time. His book wow. was never published. He got rave reviews from agents before the book was published. The book was never published. He got targeted big time. And he spent years doing massive investigative detective work in journalism, talking to various people, politicians, um, you know, people in intelligence agencies, neurologists, scientists. And he's got a huge amount of information on his website, and I encourage everybody to go there to find out, surveillanceissues.com. But he was one of the early ones, you know, just like you. And he had to sort of struggle to um, understand what was going on and try to find out what was going on. So for this woman to come along and write an article saying everybody's found each other over the Internet, which, by the way, is another frabjous delusion that these um, non-journalists, very hard to call them journalists, really, or reporters. Uh, <laughs> so these, um, you know, fiction writers have on the subject, um, the way they approach it, is to say this is a, this is a this is a strong point of the narrative to say that people have found themselves over the internet, and it is a sign of mass delusion. I have news for this person too on that subject because today the internet, being the phenomenon it is, is indeed a place where people of like minds find each other. In other words. Scientists communicate with each other on the internet. Cloud spotters find each other on the internet. You know, people uh, investigating earthworms are finding each other on the internet. 
Dog trainers find each other on the internet. I mean, yeah, I know, but they're not taken to task, are they? And it's funny how they slam us so bad, but they don't seem to go after like, I don't know, flat earthers or or some other, you know, Scientologists. No, no, this kind of like mind bending attack, you know, don't ever believe them, including Wikipedia. Don't believe anyone. Garbage. Don't believe anyone who says they're targeted. Don't believe anyone who says they're being hit by directed energy weapons, which exists, which massive proof exists, and, and the weapons testing contracts being, uh, you know, carried out right now, that is, information is out there as well. So how could this woman not do her research? How could she not do some re- basic research into directed energy weapons and how they're being tested currently, surreptitiously, how scientists have come out, whistleblowers have come out and, you know, affirmed and attested and verified that this testing is indeed going on and ne- that neurotechnology is being tested that massively, not just by, you know, militaries and intelligence agencies, but by universities in contract, in secretive contract with the Department of Defense in the U.S., most definitely in other parts of the world as well. So how could she not do that basic research? And as for RFIDs, you know, I've already said my bit about that. She's done no research. She has no idea what a massive industry this is, how everybody is probably already chipped, and it's coming in through vaccines. Right. <laughs> I know. agree. I agree with Mala. Yeah. Or it's coming in through geoengineering. Um, we're absorbing aluminum. There's no doubt on that. I mean... Collect your own rain, rainwater and, and see what's in it, you know? Exactly. Especially after you have all these exactly. clouds. Check your rain. What's wrong? Why would you not check your rainwater? What are you afraid of? You're going you're gonna to find strontium, barium, and aluminum? You, you know, know, I've been reporting on this. Word for it. I've been reporting on this for four years, Stephen. And to me, this is about the technology. This is about FISA abuse. This is about surveillance abuse. This is about having to hold our local fusion centers responsible for what they are doing because they are using through-wall radar on people. They are permitting the use of directed energy weapons on people, and they have engaged in massive human trafficking with the military group and with the intelligence agencies who are now experimenting non-consensually on people, you know, in MKUltra style, really, using invasive brain technology. And this includes brain-computer implants, you know, BCI chips. So um, that's the real story. The story is not about targeted individuals who are delusional. The, the story is about covered-up surveillance abuse. And that's the story right. is about directed energy weapons. And she needs to get her facts straight. Um, you know. well, she, she, I, I personally think she already knows. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't, I, that, right. This is what bothers me, though. I don't know how she can, you know, like, honestly, if I knew my neighbors were getting slowly killed, soft-killed, if I knew uh, someone I cared about was going through this, even someone I didn't care about. Yes. I mean, how do you how do you do that? How do you rationalize to yourself it's okay to do that, to write a hit piece like that, and and then then disguise it as an empathy piece? You know, like oh we. Oh yes, let's talk about that for a minute. Me. You know, this this woman on her Twitter account. If you go to her Twitter page. She actually has a line that says, I'm going to fuck you up with my compassion. And she's got a little oh, icon yeah. of herself, a little, a little cartoonish icon of herself, and underneath it, it says, fight for ah. compassion. Wow, you're right. You told me that. That is <laughs> unbelievable. We should actually wow. get a little screenshot and stick it up right here in the video when I put this wow. up. <laughs> Do it, yeah. Just to show okay, people, so, okay? I'm not making wow. this up. Wow, Unless that's he takes a, it down that's immediately. A, I forgot you told me that. 
That's just so unbelievable. That's why oh, watch man. me, watch me. I'm putting it out there in your face. I'm one of them. This is cartel signaling. You That's know. right. Revelation you, you're not of the gonna method, get it. whatever. So it's a massive psyop yeah. on the American public, you know. It's um, it's what I've started to call a popcorn. It's a psy or propaganda piece con. So it's popcorn. Oh, that's good. Popcorn. Okay, good. I like it. <laughs> yeah. That's. I saw a reference to it. I didn't know. Now I get it. Okay. Now what should we should we talk about? Uh, Zimmerman. I don't know who this is. Zimmerman. Um, I wasn't gonna talk to well, him. Well, let's lay was... the let's lay the groundwork for that first. I mean, let's tell people what okay. this is all about. So this is about. You want to tackle it? I mean, you know, this is about somebody approaching. You go for it. Yeah, I'm going to grab another coffee. So you okay, go ahead. I'll okay. be back so in I'll 30 just, seconds. I'll just do the I'll basic info on that. Okay. So basically, <laughs> just recently, the History Channel, um, or at least somebody from the History Channel, has been approaching a whole bunch of people, such as me, such as Dr. Catherine Horton, um, NSA whistleblower, Karen Stewart, um, I think Stephen Shellen, Dr. John Hall, various other people. You know, through Facebook, through email, etc., through Skype, and asking if they would be interested in talking with them because they're going, they're getting ready to do uh, some kind of a docu series, and it's called In Search of. And um, I forget uh, exactly, Stephen, who she said uh, Zachary Quinter was going to be involved with it, right? And um, somebody who has been part of the Star Trek series. So. And but she was kind of the the letter that I got certainly on Facebook Messenger was that um, they needed to start filming right away and they needed to talk with me tomorrow about whether I would be interested and then go ahead and get the filming done within two or three weeks. Now I'm sorry if anyone approaches me for information, I'm first going to ask them. Who is your scientific advisor? Do you have the basic information on the targeted phenomenon? Do you understand that directed energy weapons are being used? Do you understand intelligence agencies are being involved? And you know, you don't just go say, um, I'm going to film today and I need you to be involved. So that was one of my primary problems with the way in which I was approached. And I wrote back to her, and I guess I passed this on to everybody. And I said, you know, if you had approached me saying I'm doing a story on the technology that's being used, the neurotechnology that's being used, or on surveillance abuse, or on intelligence agency crime, then yes, I would be interested in Tell me you're doing a story on targeted individuals. You don't give me any... Then I have questions for you, you know? And, um, Which is just a healthy mindset, quite honestly. When you're an actor and you're getting interviewed, you know who your interviewer is. Uh, your publicist should find out all information, relevant information, God, some some actors are completely paranoid. They have to know what all the questions are going to be. That's I mean, talk correct. about overly That's controlling the, the narrative. So you're all, and there's never been, there has never been a fair article done on the TI phenomena. So why would we not you. be overly cautious? I mean, that's just, we would be crazy if we weren't. So your your approach is completely the same approach to ask what's in place, to ask if we they've have done their to, research. We have to take that approach, every one of us. If you are truly you are experiencing surveillance abuse, you are experiencing harassment of any co-intel pro, you are experiencing genetic signals on your body, which signal directed energy weapons on your body. And if somebody asks you for an interview, you need to ask some very pertinent 
And, you know, the thing that you said about actors wanting to know the script, actually, that is a brilliant point. And Paul Baird advised me, actually, that you should ask them what the questions are beforehand. And you should also ask, I mean, he goes all the way, you know, and tells me exactly what you really should do. So, actually, this is great advice, and I should he says you should also ask if you can see a video that is, you know, once they are ready to publish, you need to see the draft video. So, and you should you should be able to edit. Because you see, the thing is, they edit stuff. They do interviews, whether print interviews or video interviews, and then they edit. And we have seen being carried out by the writers at the Daily Beast and the New York Times. They edited out, published, right. Absolutely. You know, so it, happens, it happens to entertainers. It happens to, that's not uncommon. And they, they edit around it. I mean, come on. Of course. So Colbert you know? said, you know, you should be able to finish the version. And um, you should also be able to ask if there's a scientific advisor. In other words, you should ask to see the script. You should say, you, you need to know the questions. You need to see, just like actors are advised. I think that's pretty great, you know. Well, here's what happened. So you sent me the email about right, this uh, right. Tell us what history next. channel. Yeah. So my 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 buddy John Hall um, had contacted me and said, you know, he hoped I'd do it with him and stuff. And I had said, I'd written back to John. Uh, I trust John, by the way. I think he's a good guy. Oh yeah. And I written I'd written back to John that I'm not sure. You know, um, I think we have to really sort of do our own uh, due diligence and find out. Who these people are, and she may be the writer, may be connected, or, or he may be connected to the writer of the slam job on Wired and things like that, right? John understood that, you know. And if I choose not to do it, that's my prerogative, you know. But then I'm looking at your email, Ramola. I'm looking at the email, and, it, and, the, and the inside, I'm thinking, ooh, you know, I better just stay away from this, you know. I better just not address it. Like I'll just. Uh, I hope they they will probably I hope they don't ask me and if they do uh, you know I'll just stay away and then you know because it's my nature I hate having fear right so what I do is there's the number there so I'm like ah screw it fuck it I'm gonna call him so I call Fabulous. the guy I didn't even ask you to call him you know I just sent that email out to everybody but I called him and I I said listen are you recording this he said no I said okay and then I just went into detail why. He's going to have a, a, a problem um, getting TIs on board to be interviewed. That the Wired article had just come out. Do you know uh, this journalist? And I named her. He said no. He didn't know her, but he knew of her. Obviously, he read the article. And I said, do you have, really, it was your instructions, Ramola, that you'd listed. Um, do you have a scientific team behind this? Are you looking into any of these things, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then I just kind of went off the range and went a little bit... Um, you know, uh, a little bit, I got a bit tough with them, I think. You know, I just said, we are sick to death of people taking us out of context, out of being ridiculed, being raped repeatedly. I said, there's never been a decent article written about this, even though the technology is all out there if you want to look. You know, and I, and I drew the comparison, which I think was a good one. It's um, Harvey Weinstein, when he was trying to shut down the girls that he'd raped. And God only knows how many women were raped. So he hired a company, and I'm not being anti-Semitic, but it was apparently out of Israel, or its roots were there, and its roots were with the Mossad. Everyone knows who the Mossad is. Um, It was called Black 
What is it? Oh, God. Black Cube, I think. Black Cube. So Harvey had hired Black Cube, and they're they're this firm that you hire, and then they track these girls. They spread around rumors. They probably give them crank calls. They probably give them all kinds of, you know, COINTELPRO crap. This targeting, is exactly what targets are reporting. Yeah. So I said, listen, you believe that Weinstein did that? And uh, what's his name? Ronan Farrell wrote about it. Oh, yeah, that's what I told you. And he'd written about it in The New Yorker. Well, The New Yorker's uh, owned by the same people that own. That own Wired. Um, <laughs> Wired. Oh. Can't enough. So I said, there it is. Right there. You look at Weinstein. Go look, dig up what you can on Black Cube and what, what, what they use and what their resources are and what they have as resources. I said, that's no different than what I'm talking about, really. It's the same kind of thing. It still comes under this umbrella of targeted. Now, do you disbelieve those girls when they say that, oh, I was blacklisted because of Harvey? Does anyone doubt that? Does Joe Schmo at the Tim Hortons? You know, does he read his newspaper and doubt that? No, they don't. No, they know those girls are telling the truth. So, That's you know. That's a very good point. Yes, it's a very yeah, good point. That is, you know, a documentary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. When women come forward and say they've been raped, okay, there's a bit of controversy swirling around. Why is it that when yeah. targets come forward, well, whether they're women or men, they're the same thing as happening? Why are they- well, it depends on how much money someone has and how many how many billionaires have got away with all yeah. kinds of rape, child rape, for years because they've got guys like Black Cube that they can hire. You know, if they That's could just correct. like curtail their indiscretions and like develop a little bit of a moral compass. Maybe they wouldn't have to rape women or get some kind of help. But no, they don't do that. They'd rather spend, you know, millions shutting down all the women that they they can't help themselves. They have to sexually abuse and rape. Yeah, and in fact, exactly, I know. And it's exactly that kind of phenomenon. You kind of cross, um, you know, cross paths with some lunatic has connected the Masonic secret. In the local intel agencies, the local fusion. And uh, that's sort of how it catapults. And what is going on? And this is something we need to continue. That's how it starts. Being wrongfully, being wrongfully named or having violent tendencies. By these local thugs. The local thugs are then linked to funds, to the FISA processes, the so-called Freedom Act. <laughs> and and then you know they are able to because they put, they're able to move right into because the military has now committed itself to um, use weapons testing, to do weapons testing, and do non-consensual and social behavioral 
on those who are unable. That's human into the military. Well, yeah. Yeah. That's what's really going on, and I, I'm glad that you brought, brought attention to that in your comment at the Wired article. And um, so you were saying, did you tell Jack Zimmerman about that comment, that you raised that issue? Is it John Zimmerman? Oh, I forget his John. name, John or Jack. Anyway, okay. anyway yeah, I told him uh, about the Weinstein, um, you know, I said, look into that. That's targeting, you know. Maybe those girls don't call themselves target, targeted because the word targeted individual has now become as poison as the word conspiracy became. Exactly. You know? These Very were just point. words. Conspiracy prior to the 1960s or whatever, it wasn't really, it wasn't considered, it wasn't this stigma attached to conspiracy or conspiracy theory. Well, they've intentionally gone way out of their way to create this whole uh, poison. Uh, they poison the well about anything that's even closely related to conspiracy. Absolutely. Which was all done intentionally. And the absolutely. same thing, targeted individual, that name is just absolute poison. So these girls in Hollywood, I don't think these girls, even though all their symptoms are basically, uh, and I hate to say this, but kind of a milder form of targeting, but it's still yes. targeting. Yes. Um, these, these girls will never link themselves, I don't think, to the targeted individual cause because they're so afraid of the stigma that the name has. I mean, I'm not allowed to even, I, and I never did when I went out for voiceover auditions or, or, or a job, I never mentioned anything about anything. I know I'm dealing with ad execs. I just want to go in, do my job and leave. So I know not to, you know, start talking about blah, blah, blah. I never did. It still didn't stop me from getting fired because I'd done a radio interview and a, and a, and a video um, about the targeting individual phenomena. And that was enough for, you're fired. So yeah, these girls are obviously very afraid of having their name associated, as is Randy Quaid. I, sorry, Randy, but you know, times have changed. Times have changed. You know, Stephen, times yeah. have changed. I'll tell you what, that term targeted individual, it is exactly as you say. It has been completely taken over. It's been appropriated. And what it's been taken to mean currently is a community of lunatic, demented, delusional individuals who are, you know, going around saying they're being followed and who are going around saying they're all filled up with implants and people are hitting them with weapons, etc. This is such a big, fat story when, in fact, the directed energy weapons exist. In fact, the intelligence agencies are indeed doing covert implantation with RFIDs, about which there is massive proof. And given that scenario, the focus focus is shifting to the people rather than to the targeting and to the technology. So I think what we need to do these days is to continue re, you know, yanking that focus back to the actual surveillance abuse, which is the targeting, and, and to the technology, which is part of the trafficking and the use of military weapons on people. Because, you know, we bring it back to the tech, we bring it back to the actual yeah, extrajudicial surveillance You're abuse. Right. You know? You're and right. This is what I always say, and it's like, I, I also, by the way, need to do some massive, uh, you know, responding in print to various people who've been slandering me online. Um, there's this, there, yes, there's this page really? on Rational Wiki, there's this page on Rational Wiki, written apparently by this woman, Mona Holland, who is a lawyer of Glenn Greenwald, from The Intercept, okay? She 
He has apparently been acting like a bulldog on the Intercept site, on the chat forums over there. Various people who are leaving articles, leaving uh, comments about targeted and surveillance and how, you know, the Intercept has not covered it and Glenn Greenwald dropped the whole surveillance coverage, etc., etc. So this woman has gone on Rational Wiki, which I understand from various people is but a kind of a psyop site. Massive psyop site. Wow. But she has quoted something from one of my articles where I state, and by the way, that's very interesting too, because in that article, I'm addressing indie media. I'm addressing indie media writers, bloggers, anybody who's working out there in the truth media world who is being right. targeted and doesn't know it. And I'm basically yeah, just saying, true. you know, the way it happens is with <laughs> symptoms, chronic symptoms. You suddenly get sick. You don't understand why you're suddenly getting migraines, suddenly getting, you know, colds all the time. And I say, well, you may be targeted. Because from my experience, you can be hit in the face with a directed energy weapon, sending microwave pulse shots at you, which you can record on a meter and which you can shield from with a shield. You know, just using a cookie sheet wrapped in reflectix and wrapped in foam, like children's foam pages you get at a, a craft store like Michael's. Yeah. You can hear the pulse shots. You know, and I've demonstrated this to many people. In my article, I just stated, you, whatever disease you think you are getting, because it's genetically in your family or whatever, just be being hit. So this woman replayed this quote and, and wrote underneath it, Melody self-identified targeted individual. Well, first of all, I do not ever call myself a targeted individual. That woman, you know, is, has got her own letter coming from me. Um, and I, I'm not self-identified targeted individual. I am reporting crime. I'm reporting surveillance abuse crime and human trafficking and assault with directed energy weapons and non-consensual experimentation. I'm reporting assault on my body. That's not self-identified targeted individual. Exactly. Yeah. Good point. So, you yeah. know, that's what I mean. This this focus on targeted individualism. I think we have to be aware and recognize that this term exists, that it's been used historically. But we need to keep yanking the focus back to surveillance abuse, surveillance crime, surveillance state crime. I have to also say, and anyone that's been in the TI community for any length of time knows this is, is true. It is an uncomfortable situation. But our targeting set up in such a way that it mimics um, schizophrenia. And that's, you know, you got trillions of dollars at your disposal to do the technology and the research. Well, of course they would do that. I mean, what do you think voice to skull is? You know, like go to a psychiatrist and complain of voices in your head. Watch what happens. So they mimic, they've designed it cleverly and really intricate how they, you know, you have break-ins, but then the police say, what was stolen? You're like, um, well, I not think some paper works, but not much, yeah. Sticky stuff on my boots, you know, honey yeah, on the desktop. Exactly. <laughs> That's where they did it. I didn't know this in 95. But then uh, the sad thing is that also, and I'd say a small, a small percentage, but there are some people, and they shouldn't be um, criticized or hated on either, but there, it brings the, the, this community of which we are, club members um you <laughs> also do club. attract <laughs> you do attract a certain small percentage of some people that may have a form of a mental illness and so they occur it fits their narrative and they're like okay that's what i am now it's hard to differentiate whether they're mentally ill or maybe they're just being sent in and let's face it if they're trying to cover up one of the forget the crime of the century 
one of the crimes of all of history. And they're trying to, what, create their AI based on how they torture us and other things. So, of course, they're, they're going to, they've gone way out of their way to cover this up. So, you don't think they're going to send in some... They are sending them in. <laughs> of course. Come on. There are hordes of, um, there are hordes of actors. And by the way, you're an actor, so you should probably... I know. You'd probably oh, be able to pick them too. up. I've gotten that too. Yeah, I've gotten that because I'm an actor. I can't remember what the what the the comment was, but it had something to do with me being an actor, so I must be, you know, a perfect. No, 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 no. What I meant much. to say, what I meant to say was, you're an actor, so you are probably really good at figuring out who is acting in our midst. That's what I was good. saying. Yeah, my antenna, because mm-hmm. as an actor, and people don't realize this, but. If you've gone to school and you've really, you know, done your work to try to become a good actor, uh, you know, you'll hear this, this, oh, you're an actor, so you're a really good liar. Well, no, as an actor, what you do is you put yourself in the character that you're playing, and you do your homework, and you're able to find a part of yourself that relates to the character, and you have to find the truth of that inside yourself. So there's a, there's a degree of acting which is really more about self-discovery and finding the truth. If you'll notice, really good liars or liars like O.J. Simpson, or, they're not good actors. Oh, yeah. That's but a so very good point. And they're good at, they're, they're good at lying, mm-hmm. but they're not necessarily good actors like a Daniel Day-Lewis. Now, I, wouldn't go, I wouldn't say, oh, Daniel Day-Lewis, the sociopathy, but no. He knows how to get in the skin it's a bit like fiction writing. It's a bit like fiction writing. Yeah, very similar. Mm-hmm. You have to put yourself in there. You have to enter so the situation, yeah. And find your truth in that, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. So we're not, all actors aren't just bad liars. Maybe daytime soap actors, some of them are. No, and are, I would uh, argue. You know, good liars. Yeah, and I would argue. They're not that, great actors. That's a very good point, and I would argue that an actor, somebody who's entered a, the skin of a character so deeply, can actually t- between acting, you know, doing that process of entering the skin of a character and portraying and projecting that character's persona and life and psyche and so forth. And uh, there's a difference between that and uh, kind of surface skin acting. acting yes. Or you can tell, right? I mean, yeah, any so one my, of us can tell, but you guys can tell it. My antenna is usually pretty good. And I also like to give people the benefit of the doubt before I lunge. I call it lunging. Mm-hmm. That's when you immediately assume the red car that drove by is oh, connected. Yeah. Or yes. the furnace not working, the toilet not flushing, and the water falling on my head from the ceiling. Well, oh, God. and I really fight it. I really fight it, Ramola, but I fight it, and I really... I fight the impulse to go, oh, man, they're, you know. They're no. after me. I, I, yeah. Yeah. I, I fight that one. I'm like, wow, what bad luck we've got. And it's usually Kim that'll say to me, think this fault, think this has anything to do with your targeting? And I'm like, don't go there, Kim. Mm-hmm. Let's wait. We'll get the furnace fixed. Yeah, absolutely. I think we do need to ground ourselves in those firm ways because no doubt there's a lot of orchestrating of event going on around us, but we don't need to buy into it, you know? We don't need no, to No, exactly. Exactly. We don't have to buy and I'll say to other people if something's recurring and things like that, it's like 
Like if someone they break they've broken in here and left like suit jackets that aren't mine and, and stupid stuff like that. I wear the suit jacket out. <laughs> That's great. I'm like, Thanks. It's fantastic. Yeah. I got a new suit jacket. Don't know why you pulled this one, but you know, great. They leave it's cookies outside gift. our window. They oh, poured my. gasoline in our window once. They poured gasoline all around our uh, outside of our apartment and then put the the gas can right in front of Kim's car in case we, you know, didn't know what was going on. But even that, I I almost, well, well number one, the gas didn't, they didn't get it inside because the windows were closed. So we didn't, we didn't, they don't usually try to kill me anymore. <laughs> so it's like, look, it could have been a crazy kid in the neighborhood. And if it is part of my targeting, what a bunch of losers, you know? Yes, that's exactly you right. gasoline around. It's, what a bunch of stupid losers. They are. They are. I laugh off much of what's, what goes on around me. I just sort of stopped looking at it, stopped, you know, I've started to ignore it. There's some things, yes, I think it's very important to record and document and, you know, because... I, I don't want to talk about everything because, you know, they, that's the other thing. They're running stupid things like hyper game theory, watching your concocting new things based on your reaction. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, you're, given, you're, you're just being a battery for them. Yes. And these people are evil and they get off on it. And they get, maybe they're sampling our reactions and maybe they're in the future going to throw that in their AI so they've got some yes all you know, of this is going on know. yeah and this is what people need to be aware of that this is actually happening so I'm curious so how exactly did John Jack Zimmerman take oh, yeah. everything that you said to him well he was yeah good so I really let it rip Kim was with Excellent. me I'm so lucky I've got Kim and I'm so lucky I've got her also as a barometer you know like wonderful you know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> so I let it rip on him for about an hour, I think. And um, and I and I didn't, you know, I I was nice enough, you know, and and I let him know I wasn't personal, you know. And I just said, if you're going to do a hatchet job, man, you know, good luck. If you don't have any scientific evidence, if you have not researched any of that, I don't think you're going to get hardly anyone to talk to you. And That's I'm speaking excellent. on behalf of the I'm targeted so community. Yeah, I'm so glad you did that. And you know what's especially interesting is this guy is from Hollywood. We're able to kind of... Yeah. So. It was pretty quiet, I'll be honest. She sort of... I think he was a little taken aback, right? I mean, he I'm probably he had um, preconceived notions. <laughs> oh, he listened. But he had this preconceived notion about T.I.'s being, ooh, you know, oh, hesitant and... And I'm like, come on! How, how, how do I write, direct, and act in a movie? How do I do all these art shows every year? Mm. Come on! This, this nonsense that TIs are, oh, jeez. Oh, I said, get rid of that. Yeah. We're heroes, man. We're survivors. We're not victims. We're survivors. That's exactly right. We're heroes and survivors, but there are some people who are being targeted. And who ultimately, I think, don't really know how to shield them. Technology is yeah. deadly. It goes. Well, we don't even know how many of the, how much of the prison population and the homeless population. Very good There's point. There's something else to consider. Yeah. You know, you've got a huge prison population. I think America's largest per per, per capita in the world. I think there's more people in oh, prison yes. in California yeah. than in all of Russia. We have 25 so, yeah. percent of the. Uh, 
world's uh, prison population. Right, and it's been privatized. A lot of the prisons are privatized. It's a business. It's the same stuff. So you wonder how much of the prison population, because they don't get out much. <laughs> how many of them have been targeted? Yeah. And then the guy, on the, they, uh, the guy on the bus, the guy on the bus, you know, or waiting for the bus, and he's like, uh, yeah. to write that license plate down. Oh, you know what? There's a chance. There's a chance. That a lot of the homeless, even if they, let's say they do, oh, this is perfect. Let's say they do have mental health issues, but they're targeted anyway. So yeah. now they got the double whammy I of the stigma it. of the mental health, uh, the, the black mark against their name. So they're already considered, you know, mentally ill. And then on top of that, they're targeted, and who do you think is going to believe that poor man or woman? That's and this is why. And how many years left do they have living on the street? That's a very good point, a very good question to ask. And you know, and this is why I say times are changing because we are speaking openly about this. We need to continue like the homeless prison population on benefits, disability. You know, who are um, in homes, children in all. Uh, Absolutely. Children under psychiatric care, people under psychiatry already, all of these um, vulnerable populations in the past, military. Right. You know. That was McGill University, the Allen Institute with oh, Dr. Cameron. Yeah. I, I knew a girl, Ann Diamond, whose father was there, and he was tortured. And she'd wow. go see him on the weekends, and then she was taken into the program. So it's like, my God, and here's this guy, and I'm sorry, he came back from the Second World War, and he had post-trauma, but no one knew what that was for that generation. I feel terrible for those men. It's yeah. primarily men in the Second World War. But they came back. There's no help in place. They're traumatized as hell, right? Yeah. And so he had a depression. And so he went to the Ellen Institute. They sent him to McGill's. And he went in under, you know, for, with, for depression, and then he gets all this other stuff, uh, you know, from Dr. Cameron, and you and Cameron. I mean, the CIA was funding that in McGill, and they and the CIA. It's one of the few cases that proves MK Ultra, is the CIA had to pay some small amount of compensation Actually to the patients that they yeah. allowed to be abused. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly right. The CIA pays a small. Their lives are utterly destroyed. CIA goes underground. Now in public, that nothing's going. Ultra is a artifact of. And also, I think the psychiatric field not entirely. I I've, I had a good psychiatrist in LA that I that I spoke to about my stuff, and she was very fair with me. But, I mean, this isn't just coming from me, and it's not just coming from the Chi community. There are a lot of people now, because of all big pharma and the drugs they can keep selling and pumping, billions, trillions, right? So don't you think it behooves big pharma if they've got all kinds of psychiatrists and everyone's got some sort of mental health issue that they need a pill for? So I have, I have the classic door closing phobia where I don't like the sound of doors opening and closing. I'm just apothecary. I'm just making that up. Okay, a, okay. A bit of a good. good. I'm glad you told and us that. Have, in their new psychiatric Bible, they'll have, oh, the door closing phobia. Oh, It'll yes. be new. It'll be <laughs> it's going to be the edition. next. Yeah. 
Right, and then and then I'm prescribed certain, you know, Xanax or whatever. I'll, I'll, you know, there's there's drugs that deal with that door closing phobia. Precisely with that phobia. <laughs> <laughs> so the psychiatric profession and there's psychiatrists that are they're they're still working as psychiatrists, and they say, for the most part, it's just a bunch of nonsense. Yeah. You know, whole psychiatric field. You can't cl- you can't clinically prove anything. Like, you know, like, psychologically. And you know how they come up with these brilliant bunch of old guys. Oh, yeah. Phobia. And let's create that disorder. And and here's, uh, you know, and then the pharma guys from across the table say, yes, and uh, Oxycontin can be used for this, and Xanax can be used for that, and X, Y, Z, and so on and so forth. So, you know. And then big pharma sends in their call girl uh, sales reps, right? (laughs) To this is actually stupid doctors. Yeah, yeah that, no that was proven as well that a lot of the drug companies will use like very attractive and That's sometimes a good girls. Point. We see them in the doctors' girl. waiting rooms. Yeah, they're wearing their high heels and they're very driving like a suitcase filled with you know pharmacology nonsense. Right, and that skirt's just that little bit too short, and that top's just a little bit too tight. You know what I mean? <laughs> Her makeup's done perfect. Oh, she's a sales rep. Oh, girl, sales rep. Makes perfect sense. (laughs) And the doctor, okay, yeah, okay. Oh, I got how many free? And I got a vacation in the Bahamas for the for the convention for Lily. Fantastic. Yeah, I'm I'm not going to bring the wife. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, I'm sure that's exactly how it. This is why, as you said, you you made the comment earlier that there's a whole industry behind this part of the industry. That's right. And isn't it funny, so many TIs that are, you know, real TIs, like TIs, right? And if they've gone to um, a psychiatrist or they've gone to for mental uh, health issues or been told they have a mental disorder and they're given drugs, isn't it funny? The drugs just don't seem to work. Exactly. I mean, in the very be- they in have the beginning, they have to keep going back. <laughs> yeah, but it, the, none of them work. In the very beginning of my stuff, when I was having the break-ins, I actually had you know, cars trying to take me out. Like, my stuff was old school, right? <clears throat> and um, so in the very beginning, all the harassment break-ins, phone calls, death threats, da, 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 da. well, they wanted to get me, my family, you know, and my sister turned out to be an evil witch who was, uh, oh, yeah, I believe, somebody a, a in your family wanted you to go see a psych, right? Yeah, and I Common said to story. my mother then, I had the, I had the, I had the, at least the, the, the you know, the, the clarity anyway, to say to my mom, Look, Mom, if I'm in a war and there's bullets flying by my head and the guy next to me, you know, in my bunk or whatever, well, he, he's dying. He's been shot. I think he's dead or close to dead. And, um, like, if I'm going to take this pill, let's say any pill, but I'm going to take a pill, is that going to stop the bullets from flying past my head? That's Is that going to make that go away? Great analogy and, you know, image. And that's what we need to get across to our families because, you see, they have directed energy weapons. Radiation is invisible. Right. So it's easy for them to dismiss it. And then we've got the entire nation being psyoped by mainstream. Right. So the stuff isn't happening. Radiation weapons are not. And so people like your mother and my sister, who's a doc, you know, read this tripe that's published. By the you know, bio propaganda. Pro- 
and um, are fully taken in. Then they turn around and say, oh, no, you're delusional. Weaponry. You are delusional. Right. My mother stuck up for me, and guess what my sister did? Oh, I'm did? so she glad to hear that. Therapy. My sister had my mother put in a mental hospital. I don't even know if my mom's still alive or not. Oh, I've not talked to, to my this. evil sister in 22 years. Oh, no. Oh, they wanted to, they for sure wanted to lock me up. And my sister, funny enough, was on my, um, in my actress. She was, um, I, I'd listed her as a, uh, what do you call it? A benefactor, a benefactor, right? Or mm-hmm. someone that, you know, would get oh, my yeah, life insurance. Yeah. 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 But yeah, my sister, um, she runs um, like an elder program for elderly in the number one retirement place in Canada, Victoria. And uh, yeah, my sister's just absolutely evil. So my mother um, is, 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 you know, I mean, my mother's got her own issues, right? But, but my mother um, understood, I guess, uh, what I was saying. All money taken. My sister took over her power of attorney, wouldn't give it back to oh, her. No. My mother couldn't buy a chocolate bar. And then two days after Kim and I had left after spending a couple of days with my mother, it's about five years ago, immediately stuck my they got her power of attorney back into my sister's name and then they uh locked her up and put her in a mental hospital. And she was like eighty five at the time. You know? How could you how could your sister do this? She's 85. You're talking about evil. You're just talking. See, if I had, that's the sad thing. I don't know about your family situation, but I didn't know. I was just busy being me, right? Mm-hmm. And and I didn't know my family was, you know, I didn't want you didn't my know this was going on. was up to in Boston okay. Square. Yeah. And I didn't yeah. know what Satanism was really. Or, oh, yeah. You know what I mean? I, did, I, I had no idea. But I didn't, I don't come from, um, I mean, my family was quite wealthy. Most people think I came from some white trash upbringing. I actually didn't, you know. But my family, um, my dad died early. And, and my family, they're just not, um, there's no support there. Not so very close. When, they did a profile, when they did a profile on me before it really kicked into gear, they probably, and I'm, I'm not speaking just for myself, I'm speaking for any TIs out there. Um, they probably knew my family was at oh, least yeah. malleable kind of and maybe even, you know, would get involved, take a settlement. Um, my sister knows that we're broke and stuff and, you know, took all my mom's money, wouldn't let my mother give us a car. I mean, it was wow. like, part of me is just like, wow, that is, you are so petty. What an awful, I can't imagine inhabiting your soul or your spirit. What a drag it must be, Jan, Jan Shellen. What a drag being you. Wow. You know? And I feel like that about the people that do this. I feel like that's about the journalists. And so, you know, like, we need to adopt a Christian attitude about a lot of it. It feels like you have to be kind of passive and you pray for them and stuff. Well, I'm at a point where, no, like, I might do that in a good moment, but... I'm sick of this, man, and I and we have already won. So claim the victory, and don't put up with this nonsense. And when yes. this guy like a Zimmerman, mm-hmm. you know, well, why haven't you? You like I'm I'm a little bit borderline aggressive, and I'm not going to apologize for that anymore. You know, it's just enough already mm-hmm. for all of us. Yes, and, you know, and the point God. that you make about the family is very important because you know the neurotech that is being used, and this is something people do not realize. Neurotech is sending frequencies, and and it can indeed induce moods. It can indeed uh, remove memories. It can indeed induce thoughts, 
put particular thoughts into people's yeah. heads. No, I know, because, yeah. The therapist out in, in West Coast of Canada, and she wrote a book, Organized Stalking, and, and I know her quite well. And she talks a lot about these kind of things, and it does seem really far-fetched, but if you just look, the technology's there. It and, and, it, and she, she at one point, did I tell you this? At one point, she's like, I woke up. Yeah, and I just hated you. I wanted vengeance. Oh, I yeah, wanted to vengeance against you. And I'm like, really, Mary? She goes, yeah, I just hated you so much. And I'm like, well, so? You know, and she goes, wow. So I'm like a clinical therapist, and I, I had to look at myself and ask myself where these feelings and thoughts were coming from. Very interesting. And, and what I realized is that, it, it, and she's been hit with directed energies for over 10 years, and what she realized is that those feelings were not coming from her. And, and Kim often says, if someone loves you, then love can conquer any of that kind of stuff, hopefully. But like, yeah, and you're right, the families, they can be given these thoughts, these feelings. Correct, and the hatred and, and the anger. And they Yeah, we've all gone through that. Someone suddenly hates your guts, and you're like, what do they do? And and they can't even they can't even clarify or rationalize. They can't clarify where it's coming from. You know, it's like a flash feeling of anger or a flash yeah. feeling of rage or a flash feeling of hatred. So that's completely yeah. bumped in by directed energy. This is something people need to know. That's the world we're living in today. Technology is pretty damn sophisticated, and it is being used on all of you know in insane yeah. ways. So we need out about that. Uh, so I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, Stephen, before we close, I wanted to actually, we've had a great time. We've actually gone for a whole hour, nine minutes past wow. the hour. Yeah, can you believe it? We and haven't no been slapped out. It didn't get cut off or frozen. And I'm hoping the audio on this will be much better than the last time. But I wanted to actually spend a few minutes talking about your film, because I want to tell people about the great film that you've made. It's called The Spark, and on our last video, you know, I included the little clip from it that you had sent me, as yeah. well as the little trailer from the beginning. Um, and I think it's brilliant. So I, I should tell people I actually have watched the film, and shortly I'll, I hopefully will be on a film mm -hmm. review panel very soon to speak openly about it, along with Stephen. Up for that, I um, just to promote the film and to get people interested because we need to get people to watch this film, the families of those who are targeted. Because it will relay many, many subtle truths about this scenario. But those who are targeted are... And it's brilliantly acted. Stephen is the lead actor. And he's got some wonderful female co-stars acting with So, um, great film. Um, so, Stephen, what are you doing currently to kind of set the film up online and, you know, distribute it yourself and get people to view it and, you know, do a pay-per-view or whatever? Well, because I'm mentally challenged when it comes to online stuff, <laughs> I throw <laughs> things out and I, can't, I start panicking like, ah. um, so I, I, I've tried to list it. I think your your uh, contribution went through. I listed okay. it with Plum, what's it called? Plum Fund. Plum Fund? Where my mind today? So I've listed it on Plum Fund. Um, I'll put that on my Facebook page. And it may be confusing for people too because my... My my birth name is Stephen Patrick Schellen. 
Now, when I became targeted and became homeless, I, I seriously did this mental like reevaluation of my life and I thought, okay, uh, if I talk about anything that's happened to me, people think I'm mentally ill. I'm obviously blacklisted now from the film industry. Um, I have no, uh, no, hey, what's up? I have no training in anything outside of what I do. So what could I do? Oh, I know. I'll become an artist. And, and around that same time, I'd started painting on, I was sleeping on someone's um, old uh, uh, couch. They, I'd come in, I was sleeping on the sidewalk before, and there was a, a Russian priest, and he let me come in and sleep on his couch. And I'd put a drop cloth over the couch. Well, I started ripping off little panels of the, of the uh, canvas drop cloth and painting it and sewing it That's and just doing my own brilliant. thing. Now, That's art creative. therapy is good for anyone that hasn't sure. done it. So I started making art, and then and then when I had to do that, like, what am I going to do? I thought, okay, I'll become an artist. So my father's last name was Schellenberg because he was German. His parents were Mennonite, Mennonite and Dutch, I think. Yeah, Dutch, Mennonite, German Mennonite. Um, so his last name was Schellenberg, and then he changed his name to Schellen, S-H-E-L-L-E-N. But when I got targeted, I thought, well, what could I do? And I thought, well, I guess I could take back that German name or add to it a bit. I mean, I'm hated now. I'm the most hated man in Hollywood is what uh, my ex-best friend had told me. And I'm like, I'm the most hated? Really? Wow. How you know? odd. <laughs> so why don't you hate me? Because my father was German as well, even though he fought for the Canadians in the Second World War. So I became Schellenberger as an artist. So that name, Schellenberger, is something I use for directing and for my painting Brilliant. and it's 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 an invention it didn't fool people for very long but at least it you know it's a little bit different than you know oh that wacky kooky guy that's a targeted individual Stephen Schellen mm-hmm. and then it's like oh Stephen Schellenberger who's who's written and, and directed uh, four uh, short films that have gone all over the world and had several art shows every year for the past 15 years. And, oh, yeah, Schellenberger. So it's a little bit different. So my website's www.stephenschellenberger.com, and I'm hoping to do a – I'm raising some money. So I can, we're so broke right now, it is insane. Um, so we're, we're going to raise some money so I can get it on Vimeo, and then I'll have a link at my uh, website – that people can make a donation and they can watch my film called The Spark. And it really, when I made it, and I just spoke to my editor and cinematographer uh, last night, and he remembers. uh, I put things in this film that didn't necessarily happen to me, but I wanted to be really pretty inclusive because the umbrella, as I hope people that have listened to this whole interview, they understand, it's not just this and it's not just that. And it overlaps. Uh, you know, when I'm inclusive of, say, the Weinstein girls, it's because, yes, that's a form of targeting. For sure it is, you know. Um, there's bullying and harassment at work that kind of fits in, although it's much more watered down. But it's still a form of targeting. So anyway, in my film, I have a lot about voice of skull, directed energy weapons, uh, different things. And the reason I didn't let the audience in on my, my real dilemma because the audience doesn't know. I mean, a lot of non-TIs really love the film. 
when it screened at a really good That's festival. That's great to know. Um, so yeah, they really liked it. The non-TIs actually, well, TIs as well, but non-TIs like, uh, who was it? Um, Sonia from the Truth of Girls. She absolutely loved it. And she, I loved you know, it too. Targeted. I really did. Yeah, and it's because it's you don't know if he's really go, what he's going through. You're not sure. It's very yes. It jumps you, you've done a, a brilliant job, but the kind of the core mystery in the film that kind of acts as a propellant or you know narrative mover. Great job. Yeah, because if I show him being heavily, heavily targeted from the beginning to the end, well, it doesn't leave an audience much place to go where they're forming their own opinions as the film unfolds. It's like writing a book. For the end, you know what I mean. Yeah, you know the you end. Right bring, the you want to bring your audience into the end of the last chapter, right, or or whatever. Like yeah, you don't, absolutely. you kind of want to hold something back, you know. And so that's, but the film really, I I made it, and and like my editor told me last night, yeah, I was very inclusive. I put a lot of stuff in it that hadn't happened to me, and it's because I want anyone that is targeted, and I hope it's a kind of art experimental, kind of quirky, weird film. You can watch it with your husband, your wife, your brother, your sister, your neighbor, mm-hmm. your friend, your ex-friend, mm-hmm. you know, the people, most of the people that think you're nuts, right? Let's watch this movie. Oh, I don't know. I think it's it's about some. I don't know. It's kind of weird. It's got something about cloning in it, you know. Anyway, yeah. I'm hoping, and this is my experience so far, that families and friends and, and people you care about can see this film know it's made by a targeted individual. Now, I address covert harassment. I don't use the TI word. But, I, but, but anyone that knows me knows it's about targeted individuals. So explain to people at, after they've seen the film, oh, yeah, by the way, this guy, Steven Schellenberger, yeah, he's, 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 he's like me. He's a targeted individual. <laughs> You know, and, and I'm, I'm hoping that because the film deals with things in such a way that, you know, the average person will start to seriously contemplate, oh, well, this isn't just futuristic. This is stuff that's going on today because I don't make it into the future. Right? Absolutely. It's Although now. there's some tantalizing glimpses of the future kind of yeah. mentioned through it. So I think you did that very well because it's a very slight sci-fi aspect. Of it. But well, it's funny because mainstream does the same thing except mainstream will do a movie almost like my movie with much more special effects and everything, not as psychological. But then it's always just one bad guy in the CIA or one rogue this or or in the end they're not really targeted or do you know what I mean? Hollywood always has to spin it. Oh absolutely. So yeah. But they'll throw all this stuff in. I mean we've got so much information. There's so much information, you're right. That there's so much actually sort of, you know, predictive information and also just sort of, you know, snapshot information of what's really going on. Inside these Hollywood, that um, you know, we do need to take them apart. <laughs> we do need to set up our film club soon to take them apart. And that's why anyone should watch that, um, watching the Hawks, Sean Stone's documentary, um, because it really deal. I'm in it, but just briefly. But that's it is a great documentary. documentary. 
Yeah, and it talks about Hollywood. It talks about the CIA and alphabet agencies' involvement in it. And, like, if you control how people think, and that's what they're doing with us in the experimentation. But if you're doing predictive programming, uh, if, uh, you, they, they use, this is a little eight-year-old to be able to figure this out. They're going to use what's the most powerful machine out there, which is entertainment. My God, movies. Video games, never discount the importance of video games and how your children are getting uh, programmed, really. Mm -hmm. And they're also recruiting off video games, like I explained in the last interview. Mm -hmm. But all these things are used for their own, you know, crappy, nefarious, uh, you know, game plan. And they'll throw things into movies. And and I think there's something in our minds, psychologically, that if we see something in a movie, you know, with Tom Cruise, one of these movies, there's a part of us, there must be some chamber in our mind somewhere that because it's in a movie, that it, that kind of technology can't be happening now in real life. Because I, that's about, very interesting, really. It's almost like a negating principle. So, yeah. By sticking it in and people watching it in a film, it's almost, well, no, that's just like in that stupid Tom Cruise oh, movie. Oh, yeah, the precogs, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, what's the one where he goes in the future and Minority Report? That's Minority what? Report. Oh, that's really yeah, playing out right now film. in our midst. It is, and I actually it really is. very well done film as well. We should talk about that one. It's on, you know, in terms of yeah. fiction, in terms of arc of narrative, beautifully done, but uh, pointing to a very hard reality that we're currently facing. We don't know is reality. But or they don't want to believe it. They just don't want to believe it. I don't think the average person is, is awful or evil or creepy. I think the average person is actually cares about the same things I do. You know, yeah. our children, they don't abuse their pets or they know they sh- they're not supposed to. You know, like, you know they, they might flip out once in a while, but for the most part, they're, they try to live a decent life. They, even if they're not religious, they have, a little, they have somewhat of a moral code. It's really the ones that are running the show, the CEOs. And there's studies been done on how many CEOs are sociopaths. Like studies documenting they've got the, the CEOs of major corporations almost almost uniformly, the, the, their characteristics, their personalities, they fit under uh, sociopath headings, right? Like, wow. Yeah, so sociopath, psychopath, malignant narcissist, all of those, you know, right. wonderful terms. And those are the people running the mainstream. Those are the people running Hollywood. Those are the people running the big pharma. Those are the people, you know, we're run by a bunch of sociopaths. People with no compassion, no feeling, right? Mm -hmm. And I also theorize that all the violence in film and everything, I think that sort of kills you inside a little bit. And all the video games, all the killing. If you're on your computer and you're an 18-year-old and all you're doing is killing they're killing, killing, killing for eight hours a day. Come on, there has to be an effect of uh, on, on you from that. I mean, Absolutely. that doesn't just go anywhere. Imagine that kind of junk and garbage being fed into the minds of our young children. At a very young age, they get used to, get used to. I know. Of that. That's exactly what the military. That's right. Used to it. That's right. They're trying to make the rest of us like them, sociopaths, basically. 
You know, they want us all to be like them, like mm-hmm. sociopaths, have no feelings, no empathy. Empathy. Empathy's wow. key. You know, empathy's, yeah, everything, man. And yet we've got societies now where that empathy's getting shoved out the door. They're trying to get rid of our natural, caring, um, empathy traits. And they don't, you know, they want to get rid of it. Yeah. And I guess we're probably first on the hit list if they ever do come in and, and just wipe some of us out. I mean, you know. I'll, well, they're I'll trying be, very I'll hard. They I'm over trying. here. Yeah. They're trying no, very hard right How many now, ways can they know? kill us? Yeah, I know. they're trying very hard. And they're using stealth weapons. So, you know, actually I tell people they are indeed trying. But we are reporting it, you know, and this is most definitely going on. So, you know, as you say, we should keep reporting it, keep speaking out, keep putting the truth out there, because we have many running popcorns on the populace. I know this has gone I know this has gone gone on uh, uh, a bit long, but yeah, I, thanks so much for this. Uh, uh, my You're very plum, welcome. Whatever this it's called. Great. Plum thing. What's it called? Plum, plum fund. Let's put the link below. <laughs> I definitely will. Plum fund and I'll put the link to your one, but I don't have a clue what I'm doing. I have no idea what I'm doing with I was gonna do Patreon. I've never Thanks for great money. Idea I've never for asked you. anyone to contribute, but I put a lot out there, and I figure, well, if someone wants me to keep going, you know, and have an apartment where I'm not freezing, you know, like I was trying to hook up the Patreon, but I think um, I, I've got someone that may be able to help me with it. I just Please, just do, please set up Patreon for your film and for your ongoing work, because on Patreon, people can support you on an ongoing basis. They can pledge every month. Whereas with something like Plum Fund, I think it's a donation for a specific cause. And right, right. now it seems you're just asking for a donation to help put the film online. Because once the film That's is online, it. then it's on, on demand and people will pay to watch it. Right? Yeah, and for any TI out there, and I wasn't going to do this, but I think it's only really the, the best way to do it. You know, I talk about the homeless population or the, men, or the people in mental hospitals. Let's say they, have, they haven't got any access to any money or very little, right? I was going to say you have to rent it, but I think I prefer to say um, give me a donation, any donation, but anywhere from, say, I don't know, five bucks up or whatever to view it or three bucks up, whatever it is. But then I also want people that can't afford to pay that because they do exist and maybe they just don't have that money. I mean, I'm sort of like that right now. I don't know if I could afford five bucks. Mm -hmm. So I wanted people that can't afford to rent it be able to access it and watch it as well you know i don't know how i'm going to work it out but yeah i'm, I'm sure there's that, some way of working it out so that you know you still get um, donations or charge for it or other people you can i mean you could give people your um recipe you're open to that and they could write to you other way of doing it well if anyone wants to reach me s s H E L L E N at com. That's new. As Ramona can verify, uh, I'm getting all my emails. Not this morning is bad. And this thing didn't freeze. Wow. Excellent. Yeah, I was claiming the victory. <laughs> but yeah, my emails are getting returned to me. I've had just nothing but troubles. People are always saying, oh, the views went down overnight or whatever it is, right? They just don't want us. And certainly me, I'm a part of that. They don't want me to have a voice. You know, they don't want, you know, 
No way, man. You know, so, yeah, I, that's why so much YouTube's been shut down, and yeah. it's not just me. It's yeah. Not, yeah, you know, when I hear something like that, when somebody like you is being prevented from hearing a voice put out, I'm sort of doubly motivated to sort of help build a platform for people like you to you oh, know, have a so voice put your voice out there. I hope the film people like it. I mean, you know, it's just a film. I should be making another one. I mean, this has to keep going on, and that's the other thing. And my art, if you do go to my website, look at the art. Under art, there's a thing called walls. And you'll see I've done walls on mind control, um, banking, um, oh. child abuse. And what I would do in Montreal, and I even had a guy from um, Canadian Art Magazine follow me around and take photos. And I'd sneak behind, say, at the Jazz Festival in Montreal, which is very popular. And in like 15, 20 minutes, with the help of a homeless guy, I'd give like 20 bucks to. Kim would be there, one of my friends, you know, and we'd go in and we'd plaster the newspaper art up on a giant, long construction wall in like 15 minutes, sneak it up, right? Yeah, and then uh, it'd be up usually in those, in the beginning, it'd stay up for a couple of days. My war wall stayed up for almost a year, but that's because it was in a Love building it. of skateboard kids and graffiti guys, and they, they, didn't, they didn't mess with it. They wanted to leave it. But now if I post a wall in a city, it's usually 10 or 15 minutes. The cops wait outside, and then as soon as I go, they send in guys to poster over it. But, I, but that's why it was good. I had the photographer take the photos before the cops showed up or watched me and then phoned. Uh-huh, the posters yeah. to come. But anyone can uh, print out one of my walls, and you can just do that for free and pass it around if you want. You know? Wow, I have to check it out. It's, called, it's, it's a form of graffiti. I'm like the oldest graffiti guy practically, you know? But it's a form of graffiti when you paint, say, on newspaper or paper, and then you use wheat, water, paste, and you post it publicly. You sneak out. You usually do it, you know... I used to go out in the middle of the night sometimes, but then I found out that if you do it on a construction wall, you know those plywood walls they put up for construction? Yeah. In Montreal, anyway, it's legal because people are allowed to put their posters up. So any place you see posters for movies or video games or music, well, that's, that's considered a public wall, right? Okay. So you're allowed to go and say, targeted individuals exist or... You're allowed to post put uh, on public up, spaces. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And you know, anyone there that's sort of now realizing they're targeted and yes, they're going through all this. It's really good for your mental health, also. To just take a little bit of action, you know, get out there and put up a whole bunch of posters, or even if it's just stuff you print out on a on a ten by twelve or whatever. It'll just give you, a, you know. It give you some self-esteem and it make you will. feel like you're rocking the boat. And I want everyone, we're, we're tired of trying to convince people. I told this to Zimmerman, too. And I hope he'll do a nice job. Maybe he will. But, you know, I told him, we're sick of apologizing. We're sick of begging people to believe us. It's exactly. like, no, those days are <laughs> done, man. I'm going to mock my mockers. You know, I'm not putting up with it. No. So get out there and no. put posters up. Put your little thing up. You know, and just say no. Just yeah. say, and if someone doesn't want to believe you, move on. It's time to confront them on. openly. It's time to confront them openly. It's time to put the and flyers there. It's time to walk into police stations, inform them. It's time to walk into city. That you know, it's time to just start 
taking action. Well, there's so many of us now, too. I mean, there you know, are. I met with two of And the numbers are just increasing. In London, Ontario, I met with two. One woman's getting blasted, blasted every night with directed energy. The other girl's getting voice to skull. Oh. Well, yeah, so I talked to her yesterday. She's, uh, like, in Toronto. And then her, she wants me to talk to her sister, right? And her sister, of course, is disbelieving. So I say to them both, I'm like, look, I'm done trying to convince anybody of, of this. You go look it up. Yes. If you love your sister, you go look up what it is, the mm-hmm. voice to skull. Yeah. You know, listen yeah. to what your sister's saying. It's not her voice. It's coming in from outside. You know, and if you still want a disbeliever, go ahead. Mm-hmm. But I can't cure your ills, you know. And I don't think your sister's crazy. Now, she may have a mental health issue. I don't think so. I said, but you shouldn't be, you know, you shouldn't be so judgmental. Like, families need to support one another. Not let this pull them apart. And I said, and I told the girl who I was speaking on behalf of, I said, look, if your sister's not going to go there, it's sad. But, you know, you got to cut it, cut it loose. You got to. Pull yourself away for a while. Maybe it's temporary. I know you love your sister, but you can't spend your life trying to convince your sister no, of something you that can't. she doesn't want I've to go there. That lesson. Yeah. yeah. And you just waste your energy. You'll feel depressed and sad and terrible after. Mm-hmm. You'll, your energy will be depleted. Mm-hmm. You know, that's Plus what this it's program like, does. In my case, it's like, you know, hitting on a brick wall goes through. She's a doctor. She's got psychiatrist friends. She's stuck in her little paradigm. This is to understand. Yeah, it makes you realize, too, how so many intelligent people that have got, like, the PhDs after the name. Exactly. She also has a PhD. They're so in a box. Well, that's right. You've got that doctor after your name because you're really good at memorizing. But you can't (laughs) critically think. You can't think for yourself. You can only think if it's published in a journal that you can read. But as far as you really accessing your critical thinking skills, uh, you can't do it. So then you have to question and wonder, hey, all these geniuses and super smart people, yeah, sure, maybe they're really good in school and maybe they are geniuses. But boy, if they can't critically think, Mm. And you know, Dr. Paul Marco has stated that doctors, in particular with their medical medical education, really being MK Ultra, going to medical, they have to stay up nights and they have to memorize these huge pages of knowledge. Yeah, I think I saw that one. And then there's other things to back that up too. And there's also directed energies being used on campuses. Oh yes, and that and in hospitals. I'm sure in hospitals, you know, wow. So mind yeah. control yeah. technology, so brain frequency weapons being directed at doctors and their and patients. Well, that's what they've been doing forever, <laughs> trying to control us, how we think, what we think. You know, this isn't new. This has been an old plan. It's just now it's become so dark and so evil. Like, wow. It you is know, amazing. Unbelievable. It yeah. is absolutely amazing. Um, well, this has been okay. a fabulous conversation. 
Thank you so much for spending time this morning. Been all over the map, huh? That's all right. We've, we've covered a lot. So thank you. I'll, we'll have to thank our viewers this morning for listening to us. And uh, Yeah, thanks you know, for putting up with us. Yeah. Absolutely. And we'll come back to these subjects again very soon. So thank you and have a great day, everybody. And I'll wash my hair. I'll wash my hair next time. <laughs> Maybe I'll do that water. too. <laughs> okay, you'll have water. Let's hope you have water. Yeah. Bye. Thank you okay. so much. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Bye-bye. Hello. Good morning, everyone, and welcome. Uh, this is Ramola D from Ramola D Report. Good morning and welcome to this morning's edition of Romology Reports. It's a very special edition this morning. I'm here with Hollywood actor Shellen, who um, has many films to his credit and was a working actor in Hollywood for many years. Um, some of his films include A River Runs Through. He was a working actor, very active in Hollywood for a very long time. Um, he's made a lot of short films. He's uh, had his own theater company, also an artist in many different dimensions. He's a poet, he's a painter, and we're going to hear a lot more about all of his different art enterprises shortly. One of his recent works is a film called The Spark, and it's a film on targeting. So we're here this morning, of course, to about targeting and find out about Steve's own experience with targeting and, you know, the making of his film and so on and so forth. So, good morning and welcome, Steve. Thanks so much for being with me this morning. Yes, absolutely, I know. Absolutely, as you can tell, certainly we're going to be able to do this this morning at all. And uh, it's happened. So, that's a, that's a painting of yours behind you, isn't it? It's gorgeous. A little story behind that painting. I so, um talk about that story a little bit. It's a, 
he's going to get the next season. Right. <laughs> they just—they many, many options. Little girl. Mhm. Not a puppet. I am a real girl. Oh, that's me. He's the bunny to reference Alice in Wonderland and do with. Uh, I don't even know if they do that trauma-based story anymore, but they used to use films like Alice in Wonderland, mm-hmm. and, and that was right. uh, this extreme torture. That's what this painting is about, and I, and I think that it's applicable case uh, talk only because it took me years to even go there. But I think that this whole, again, targeted individual, man, huge. Uh, it, it, Correct. so many different types of mm-hmm. Everyone knows they did that. Next season, it's progressed and more sophisticated, developed, you know, targeting to of chaos. This morning when I woke up, Gosh, you got to remember to say, you know, the 2.3 trillion disappeared out of the Pentagon. There's huge mm-hmm. amounts of money made. Trafficking, trafficking. So all this black money, well, it's going somewhere, is it? When you're dealing with people that are targeted individuals, well, they're really just an extension. Another pro, another program, and they've had not millions, not billions. They've had billions of dollars to perfect what they do to certain individuals. The whistleblower, if you be married to someone that these you or the people behind, you could have been starting a production company, and you get targeted, steal it from you. Any number of an experiment, you know, this experimentation really just the MK Ultra, you know, Operation Paperclip. They brought over that extended their research and continued on with what they were doing during the Second World War. For, yeah, it's a mind control experiment. And a mimic, I think for us, someone that says, I'm a strong individual, the name itself, as you say that term, to avoid. Because unfortunately, terms, much like conspiracy, the word conspiracy, I think is just, but it's been obviously, it's been a lot bad. Conspiracy theory, oh, idiot, you know, or I'm saying Joe Average, it's changing. The same thing with target individuals. It's been just dragged through the mud. You're out immediately uh, assumed to be some kind of in your mother's basement with foil on the ceiling. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it's just been so maligned. And that's something that really interests the way, the way to be targeted. 
when someone gets tarred. Mm-hmm. But then mm-hmm. your your mm-hmm. ridicule mm-hmm. treated like a little fragile, you know, pickable little bug. I mean, my God, like mm-hmm. it's like you're like a sexual woman that's been sexually she's continually abused by adults as she. And then she's ridiculed them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And you know that term, as you say. Yeah, absolutely. As you say, uh, I'm sorry, I think we have a little bit of a video, audio delay and video uh, between the two of us on this line, this connection over here. But um, all I was going to say was absolutely, that's exactly what's happening. And um, what, they are do- what they've done, actually, with that term, and as you know, this is mainstream media has to blame for this, for the use and misuse of this term, targeted individual, because instead of acknowledging are indeed being has chosen instead to align itself with the CIA, whose term conspiracy theory is, right? And uh, connect targeted individual and, connect, and conspiracy theory together so that people are now reading the New York Times and the Washington Post and thinking nobody's being targeted. These people who are calling themselves targeted are all raving mad. So they're living in, really. Uh, yeah, I mean, imagine. It, it, it's a war. We talked about that on the phone, I think. Yesterday. Right. Like, you're truly targeted. You're, you're, you're in a... It's a war. You've got teams of people, whether they're drug addicts, whatever they are, who they they uh, use at the fusion centers and do whatever, make you look nuts. You know what I mean? Exactly. The, the the press, the mainstream media, there actually is, and you can look this up, Mockingbird, which is basically a CIA program. What they do is they control all the narrative, anything. And a good example I've got on the New York Times, excuse me, about a year and a half ago, John Holocon, mm-hmm. we're friends. Yeah. And he had said, contacted him. And, eat. and so I, I said, sure, this guy. Up this. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, where are you living? Lived in LA a long time, and I'm just trying to, I don't know, soften them up and let them know that, man, if you go through with this dog, trying to smear us, we doing a halfway decent report on what a TI is or what GameStop is. Mm-hmm. I said, good. People up above, and then John contacted me about another entry on individual experience. I spoke briefly with them, but it was around that time. Mm-hmm. See, these things are two and a half years of being in this. You know, you, you, you sort of see it coming. So when we're kind of putting these things together, and it looks like might happen. Doesn't have very much knowledge about it. Yes, there are some kooky people. There are some people with mental health issues. Also, mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of, uh, infiltration. Oh, I I would say huge amount of infiltration. Yes, and you know, remember, of course, it's connected to the whole Operation Mockingbird propaganda scenario here. You've got active infiltration and active deception going on. 
Right. So around this time frame, when people out in L.A. and the guy was floored because he said, "Oh, you sound like a normal guy." Like, <laughs> other than this, I think I am kind of normal. Mm-hmm. I try to fund nightmare, and then also the trauma with that. But right around that time frame, wouldn't you know it, the New York Times comes out with this incredibly slant, you know, article. He's a guy, and I don't know if it, you may know him, he's really a T.I. or not. Just in terms of central casting, he was doing a movie, and I want uh-huh. to community. This takes, like, his hair is like, yeah. <laughs> and, he, and he can see the, the tin foil on his ceiling, you know. <gasps> right. Well, I don't know him personally, but I think he's sort of known in the targeted community, you know. I think he is known. He he may very well be indeed targeted, um, you know. But yeah, it's, it's hard to say. I mean, that's why I always say to people, you think you're targeted. But if you're getting some kind of gang stock, what, what they initiate you with. Um, write it. Write it down. You know, if you can, record it, photograph. It. But make sure you make really good notes within, uh, ideally within an hour, but certainly within uh, what transpired. Because I remember back in 1990, and for me, mm-hmm. over 95, that I could see it when it was first, right? on the break-ins and the furniture moved around and was following you and the death threats in the middle of the night and the that and the none, 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 none. and then the guy in the street, hey man, how you doing? Oh my. You know, that kind of wow. Meanwhile, my children threatened with torture and stolen from me. I mean, it was just a, a I'm mess. so sorry. I realized, thank you, I realized that your mind sucks and every T.I. sort of owes it to himself. Really try to look into that. I haven't done as, as extensive research as, as I would like. But when something initially happens, you're clear on what it is. And if you're freaked out and frightened or whatever the reaction, it's usually a, a, you know, a good reason. You don't have a history of mental illness. not naturally parent quite social, and then a certain event happens, and it's like, you know, your your fight or flight is really shaken into gear. Make sure you write down really specifically what happened, because what I noticed way back in 95 and then 90 mm-hmm. is that within a, within a week from all an incident happened, and they were happening day in and day out, right? But within a week... Mm-hmm. Happening, and I'd have more events during that time. Within a week of that thing happening to me, my mind would sort of stop. Mm. And I'd start. Well, it just been some in the wrong apartment. You know, uh, they wrote a note, "You crazy man," and that was intended for someone else. And the interesting, maybe it was moved around. So I made sure I made really uh, pretty specific notes, and mm-hmm. then just some as furniture being moved around. If you intended to not, or better yet, mm-hmm. I'd tell someone about it. 
Jeez, you need help, man. You're imagining this, right? Mm. Why would someone break in your place? Did they steal anything? No. Yeah. So why would they break in? You know, and so you can't tell anyone. So I'd mark the furniture with moisturizing cream like the Oh, brilliant idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so when I came home, I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt. This couch has been moved over there. That chair has been moved. You're also dealing with no sleep. And at the time, I was begged to stay in family. Oh, yeah. So this mm-hmm. guy, oh, my place. I'm the consulate to Kazakhstan. And me and this Saudi prince are flying to Kazakhstan. You can drive my Mercedes. Just stay here. You'll be oh, safe. Oh, wow. And then that security running from my door. I mean, but this was all in the beginning. I'm not saying this to necessarily, you know, whine and complain about Oh no no! This is what we, this is what we're here to talk about. You know, this is in fact what I wanted to ask you. So when the targeting began, is this how it all began? You know, with all this gaslighting and break-ins. That's what you first experienced. Yeah. I didn't realize until years later. I I had three safety boxes. In the last mm-hmm. one, Ken was a show yellow. Yes, her mother was a psychiatrist. But Kim went with me the last time I had a, a safety box in a Canada. Okay. And I'd already had two safety boxes. So we're sitting out in front. I Kim at Bloor Bay. And I said, um, I was, okay, I'll just wait. He, he only reconnected. We've only been together about. He used to date her. Now it's like years later. Okay. So I'm sitting in the car and I'm like, you know what, Kim? Um, maybe you should come with me. So we go in the bank. And my key was on her computer. He says these words that I heard. I've heard this this phrase so many times. And as soon as I hear the phrase, I'm like, oh boy, here we. Went behind the computer. Goes, oh my god, I've never seen this before. I've never seen this before. <laughs> So I'm like, okay, here we go. Oh, no. <laughs> the key not, you know, don't seem to unless you've got a receipt. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, you know, at that time when I got this, I was pretty paranoid. And I got all my safety boxes. My, so no one else had keys or a new accounts, everything. So I take out my wallet and yeah. Up to date, I came in and paid There's no mistake on the credit card. There you go. Mm-hmm. Here's my receipt. Well, I'll have to talk to my superiors. I'll try to I think she asked for our phone number. She said I'll I'll uh, I'll call you I'll this out hmm. and she never called and I was so depleted in those days like in confidence and I didn't even bother with the bank because in the past you know you go to the manager and then you try to phone the uh, the bank itself the head office and then you know and it always leads nowhere mm-hmm. that includes the hate convention trying to get my children returned people mm-hmm. get transferred people lose their jobs mm-hmm. um in some cases, people get killed. It's like, you know, I was just so morally bankrupted. 
you know, mm-hmm. screw it. Don't even bother. We won't even bother. Mm-hmm. My, my safety box was in a sequence. So it's like, how do you make a safety box evaporate of a sequence of safety boxes? But what they were after, and this is what I'm sorry I'm so long-winded, my paperwork was being that included wow. screenplays and treatments for uh, uh, series ideas. So I was in the midst in 95. Find paper. All that paper's gone. I was starting to cut me hard. Lionsgate. Okay. And I wanted to call it pictures. But I conceded. I looked at it. It's so important. But all paperwork on Lionsgate. Screenplay ideas. All of it gone. And where did you have... Where did you have all this paperwork? Was it at your apartment or was it in that safety box? Well, this is it. This is good. Oh, back in 95, no one other cat. I think I'm the only guy. You know, and, mm-hmm. and it's like, I know it's not. It's just way too sophisticated. They can get in any lock. And they're yeah. Mind games. I think we've all learned that. Yeah. But there was also a weird sort of thing. And I, mm-hmm. I didn't know what that You know, you never know. And well, honestly, I don't even know if I was MTL. Oh, I know why my family mm-hmm. was so terrible. I don't know. I, I can't right. come up with a reason to ever stole from me lied about the ending. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, so you know, uh, all these things, I was really undone. I didn't know anyone else. That- right, this was in the 90s, right? When when exactly was it, when it all started? What year was it? Oh, it started, it was like a, a, a brick, over 95. And oh, wow. Because I went. She would give him my wife food. She told me she why my children were under a blanket in a disgusting rinky dink trailer. Two, three, uh, oh my gosh. For my four year old son if he talked to me. I started it, and all of a sudden I'm in the game, and the irony is that I played spies and mercenaries and TV shows and stuff. Oh, wow. I had no idea this world existed. And my partner's father, he says, his claim, father had run pizza. Oh. And then when I went to see him in 94, my partner in the production company, we don't have a promotion. It's your dad. Oh, oh, my gosh. Oh, like killing people. I'm like, it's going on. So I dragged my paperwork, my paperwork from all everywhere with me. I, I see. Like, okay. I was paranoid beyond belief, and it's like they're stealing all my stuff, and it, so I. In, uh, you have paranoia. It, it's sort of very, uh, you know, justified paranoia. It sounds like because you were experiencing paranoid. theft. Yeah. Why? Mm-hmm. Right. I know the game, right? So it doesn't mm-hmm. work. But yeah, I was paranoid. So what? You know, does that mean I'm mental? Mm-hmm. And everyone was trying to, my family included, to get me some. But I was gaslit and harassed and right. death threatened. Right. Oh. So, with people, 
It's the First World War. You're in the trenches, and there's real bullets, like, flying by your head. I'm going to take this little pill, and it's going to make... <laughs> no, it's not, and I think psychiatrists need to wake up and figure that out. <laughs> yeah. Salt. You speak out about being an individual. I call it a victim of survivor. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and I mean, if I have no mm-hmm. reason to make uh, contaminate and destroy in my career, my life, my chances to raise my children, I mean, you know, I was simply telling the truth, but I didn't know. And, you know, I met with Gunderson, and whether he was a good guy or bad guy. Ed Gunderson. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. For me personally, he was great because I went to him when I was at my, you know, peak kind of paranoia thing. Mm-hmm. And I dated a girl briefly. I was so, I couldn't even date her. I mean, I'm married to a prostitute, and I don't know. There was no reason, by the way, for her to be a prostitute. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I found out through this girl I was briefly dating who'd done a TV movie about um, a doctor and then in prison for killing his uh, wife and children. And they made a TV movie, and Gunderson was set up. And there was all mm-hmm. this satanic scrolls and everything. And this guy was apparently you know, a pretty decent guy, a doctor, I think an army doctor of Los Angeles. Okay. Gunderson was the consultant, and this girl suggested I. Gunderson. So I reached Gunderson, and he was taking. Only state. So I flew into. I also stayed at his place there one night in Los. Rinky day, crummy place in an old beat up car. Mm-hmm. Gunderson being this double agent, made, <laughs> I don't know. You know, like he sure didn't live like he wanted. <laughs> But I go see him in Dallas, and I'm at the height of my. And I got my bag, you know, and if I leave it in the hotel where I'm staying, of course it'll. On, yeah. urinate on it, whatever they do, right? Yeah. So I drag everything everywhere, and I see Ted. One of the first things he says to me is he, um, he laughs. He goes, "Ah, to keep making a lot of paperwork." Like. Yeah. Oh, wow. Interesting. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's right. Then he went on to say that list. I'm like, what list? He said, sexual abuse and all. My head. Yes, you know, tell me. When you told me this, I was really kind of impressed because it's very interesting, I think, to most of us to hear that Ted Gunderson had an awareness of such a list and actually informed people that they were on the list. Well, he didn't see my name on the list. It wasn't like that. He just, mm-hmm. I told him what symptoms were that I... Oh, I see. I see. Okay. And then the paperwork all disappearing. And so he basically said, based on the evidence I brought, well, I had to... Look at this, you know? Mm-hmm. And he uh, just said, you're on the list. You're on the list. I see. And the and the funny thing is, right after a couple of years after that, had I won't say his name. He's a friend of mine still, and he's a good guy. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he's a screenwriter in Hollywood. 
he'd written a play. So he contacted me. You know, I said, yeah, I'll do it. And I'd known him before. And uh, he was best friends with Bill. I knew Bill. Bill was a really good Okay. And not everybody in Hong But <clears throat> anyway, mm-hmm. I, I did this guy's play. And then during the course of the day, because he was a friend, I'd leak out some information about, you know, the cars driving up sideways, run me over. that. My children's lives being threatened, and you know, mm-hmm. I'm sure I'm dead. And I met it, and I told him about meeting this guy Gunderson. Oh, okay. Well, this poor guy, he didn't know what to make of his. See, I'm a little nutty anyway. In terms of personality, I'm I'm an artist. I'm I'm, mm-hmm. a, I'm a kook. I'm proud to be a kook. But telling him that this stuff going through for him, it's like. I've never been a druggie, by the way. You're thinking, oh, what kind of drugs to show? Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, years later, we well, they go golfing, him and the director. Mm-hmm. Told me this. Hey, 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 Steve, have you seen Gunderson? Oh, no. <laughs> Too evil. <laughs> But they're just guys, right? They didn't know what to make of me in my story. I'm living on the street half the time then. Like, Ron used to come and visit me when I had in Hollywood Hills, right? What? Anyway, last time I get, a, I get an email from him. We exchange phone numbers. He wants to talk to me. Mm-hmm. So I'm talking to him last summer. Oh, what do you mean, John? Whoops, I left. <laughs> That's all right. There's a lot of Johns on the planet. <laughs> yeah, and I say, what do you mean? He goes, well, you know, Pax. Yeah. I never got a chance. You know, I never told you some stuff. I'd written a screenplay. But I, he was he written a screenplay and if one I think he was trying to go up yeah video. But he was told he, there, there was a billionaire in New York that might be and then they told him to get his own cell phone, never use it for any other phone. Oh. Hmm. So he but I yeah. He gets a call. Mm-hmm. So meet, meet him. I hope my story. I'll go to meet this guy. I didn't know. It is one. Anyway, mm-hmm. go to the meeting and he's, he's introduced. Mm-hmm. And he's CIA guy. Rich guy. Perhaps finance it, but they wanted to change the script a bit. I was like, well, I don't know. And then Ted leans in and says, yeah, Patriot? Well, 
You know what they did? You know what they did to your... Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, and... And uh, anyway, then he finds out. Interesting. Wow. You know, all these years go by. No one tells me. Jokes behind my back. A village idiot. Do you mean to say they were making jokes even through that time, even after this encounter happened? Wow. Not after the encounter, but up till that point. He said, Jeff, he's a good job. Yeah. And this is when people go, everybody in Hollywood says, Yeah. Like, they're all eating babies. Oh, don't need that. That would be completely ridiculous to have a whole city. Each of, you know, you only need people in key positions. Mm, the Satanists, the Luciferians, yeah. Mm. Yeah, and, and, and the, you know, the, the ultimate agents creating. A lot of the films, because it's the greatest programming tool, entertainment. Yeah. I found out also. So I found out. I'd done the voice in this acting. I didn't know anything about games. You know, when I was on the run and homeless, I didn't have a computer. I was fighting for my life. Was so. Trying to find a friend anywhere. You know, like it was brutal. Mm -hmm. I was all alone. Else yeah, I think we, I think the kind of targeting that you, uh, that occurred to you and to many others, you know, in the early days back in the nineties, nobody else knew about. You know, right now the internet is here. We're all sh- exchanging information, sharing information. There's a lot more awareness about and about you know the continuation of MKUltra. But I would imagine in the nineties, the late nineties, the two thousands, you know, information was kind of scant. There, you're, it has changed dramatically. I should be really happy. Pharma from all those years when I'm running for my life to get someone to believe me, and you know, they won't even read a piece of paper that actually has proof or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what's happened is now that everything's black, finished in the industry, finished, finished, and voice or anything, I'm not allowed to talk. I'm tired. I'm kicked out. I was, I mean, anyway, anyway, make a long story short. So I did the video game. Mm-hmm. I found out there's a back door built into a lot of. Have okay. But if they play Call of Duty, which is one of the top. In, in everything. Yeah, I know the army does. I, I would imagine. But I'm hearing it from you now, so you've got the down on it. You've got the story off on it. Well, it's frightening because imagine your son and he's really good at Call of Duty. Somebody somewhere, you know, in some play, you know, some facility, they aren't maybe, they absolutely can't. He kills, he gets, how he kills him, does he choke him out? Oh, my goodness. Is it guns? And then guess what? That kid's sitting on a bus, say your son, and he's sitting, you know, down, box is empty, some guy sits down right next to him, in front of him, and turns around and says, I think you belong in the military. Oh. Uh, you know happened to? You know what guy it happened to? Oh, wow. 
And is that human revolution? Another one of these. Mm-hmm. And they're being recruited. So it's not just films and TV. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely video games. Mm-hmm. And you know, those those video games, the them, and with people in the army and people in these intelligence agencies. In other words, they sort of get kids' attention. Yeah. But did your child, do, you, do they play video games? My daughter's 13 and no, doesn't play video games. She reads a lot. She watches baking shows, things like art videos. Yeah, so far, so good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the video gaming industry, boy, and I look out about trans really opposed to creating a soulless generation. And meanwhile, the, the elite, delete, I like to call them delete. That's a great name. <laughs> That's a great name, the deletes. I think we need to pro- spread that around. Uh, not the elite, but the delete. Let's do it, yeah. In fact, they need to be deleted, don't you think? They are the scum. Because they're praying. They're preying and predating on humanity. That is why. Absolutely. Yeah. Batteries for them. And they figured out their life. Don't forget, this is another thing I love to say. I'm a big mouth. I don't care if people write. That's all that guy is. Bring it on. I'm sick of trying to placate people. And, oh, look. You know, oh, look how he's on speed. off. Always walking on edge. No, it's important. It's important to say it like it is. You know, say it like it is. Because we're living in a time period where we need to call the shots. Really, we need to kind of call out people who are behaving in this predatory fashion on the rest of humanity, on us. Yeah, and 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 that's that idea. But we're like batteries for that. I mean, they get off on the amount they can torture us and push it. I, I, I think a great script, and I don't care if someone else writes it, it should be like you got Vegas. Mm-hmm. Now you got a hidden little place. And I guess for film's sake, it would be great if it was a super luxurious hidden bunker that you <laughs> and then it opens up, and oh my God, champagne's falling! It's insane. Anyway, these guys are watching a big screen, and they're betting. Genius, and I escape gambling. You can play. You said someone else has mentioned this too. Yes, you know, actually, a few people. We've talked about this. The way in which people who are targeted are being assaulted—it's so absurd. And there's so much information I'm getting from all sides. All talked about how this appears connected almost with a Hunger Games kind of scenario. Yeah, they're betting on if they can push us to suicide, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who knows what they're betting on? But the, it, the, it appears to be almost is this: this is a game for somebody, and you're, they're moving pieces around. We all know there's a massive amount of social engineering going on currently, and I think those who are targeted are. Ex- Especially reporting the kind of, you know, coding and fakes, synchronicities that are being set up around them, fake names being coded around them, covert communications. Yeah, so much. So all of it does sound like perhaps somebody's playing games and blocked for suicide and perhaps making bets. Who knows? Whether it's a religious context that I say they're evil because I'm not evil. They are evil. They enjoy misery. 
when you get into ceremonies and of children. Wow. But what I also wanted to say is that, you know, when people doubt Joe Average, it's, come on, they don't have that technology to give you a voice in your head. Move something around. Have you ever heard of Nicola Tesla? Oh, right. Do you know how long, how long ago that was? Do you realize we're still primarily driving cars that fit this oily junk in? Gas, gasoline. Like, Tesla's technology is now how old? How old is it? Seven years old a lot? Yeah, something like that, 70 years old or more than that even. Wasn't he sort of from the 19th century into the 20th, right? That's so. right, and he started working with Edison and he developed the perfect electricity, but they went with Edison because they mm-hmm. didn't charge for that. Right. And he was responsible for uh, Niagara Falls. Anyway, it was, he, he, I mean, and they stole everything from him. The guy's broke. Right, right. And you know, and you know also, Steve, it's also the um, the CIA with all of the neuromodification, remote behavior modification technology that you were just talking about a little while ago, you know, that they were developing all through the MKUltra years, you know, the classic MKUltra years, the 50s to the 70s, and then that they've continued developing now through the Joint Non-Lethal Weapons Directorate. This has entered the realm of non-lethal weapons now, so these remote behavior modification, remote neuromonitoring weapons are in that space right now. And there are, there's a lot of information now in the public domain about voice-to-skull technologies and military synthetic telepathy and so forth. I'll give you a good story. This will be fun. It's kind of titillating. Yeah. I had a friend called Jerry DeVore on a TV show, an episode kind of thing for a new series. Jerry wrote it. Mm-hmm. Jerry was by Emily Jones. Emily Jones. Anyway, it wasn't a group I hung out with, but I got to know this Gary guy, and he wore cowboy boots and was can right? Mm-hmm. And I'm in the middle of my first paranoia, where I'm like sleeping on the streets, mm-hmm. lost everything, gave everything away to He betrayed me as well, so I'm just done. And I'm wandering around in Beverly Hills one night, had a, a Johnny Versace a wrinkle-proof jacket, even though I'm filthy and ripped cheese and stuff. But... You know, I'm, I look like hell, but then I pull out of my stuffle bag with all my Versace jacket, and I stick it on. It's like, wow, I can go in the, you know, Beverly Wilshire. Uh, he looks like John, but it's a super expensive jacket. Maybe he's a friend of John. Yeah, you know. So I go in this bar restaurant, and it's scary. And I try not to, but. In those days, my eyes were kind of bugging out of my head. And, God, Jerry, you wouldn't believe what's happening. He tells me he's writing a story about Panama and that uh, his buddy, Tommy Lee Jones, his cousin, who's CIA, they don't like it. They've been, they've been leaning on him to stop. Well, he doesn't. And he was talking about Panama. Also, then experimenting with uh, new weaponry. That was one of the things. Interesting. Talk about a big secret. And guess what happens to Gary? He invites me to come stay at his place, I think. Well, you can hide out of my place. But because of his affiliations with the CIA, I'm like, no, no, no. Oh, no, I'm good, thank you. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah, just going to take a bus down to the beach and sleep behind the Anyway, 
So he we leave, he leaves, I don't call him, and then I find out he's disappeared or whatever. Divorce. Oh no. Yeah. I'm like, oh I don't know whether he's a good guy or bad. I don't know what that's right. Mm-hmm. I thought he was a good guy. Anyway. Okay, two years after he's gone missing, he, he they find his skeletal remains. One of those uh, aqueduct, aqueduct, you know that. Mhm. You know, you see kids sometimes, you know, riding their bikes in there. It's like mm-hmm. huge drainage overflow thing. Wow. Anyway, they find his truck in there, and his, that's the skeletal remains. They, but it's both his hands. That's See that it's uh. Unbelievable. Whatever. Yeah, so um, I'm like, whoa, wait a second. cut it. It's like, so the CIA is really way Yeah, incredible. So they're sending a message to Hollywood. So I've, I've since spoken to his wife. My concern. I don't really delve, delve into that, but I think it plays a big part. I murdered him. The coroner at, uh, I think it was of L.A., said, okay, these are his skeletons. For whatever reason, his wife, because all of this is really weird, computers wiped out, all his writing stolen, got in, all his, you know what I mean? Gone. Mm-hmm. So his wife doesn't trust the coroner report. He sends his remains to some coroner up here in Canada. In that corner said, yes, the skeletal body remains mm-hmm. but the hands, he thinks the hands might belong hundred year old uh, Native Americans or something. Wow. But it's sending a message. What are yeah. you talking about? You know, the directed energy, when people go, don't be ridiculous. There's Pat out there. I mean, you've done probably way more research than I have, and Barry Trower and all these people. Yes. Like, yeah. What makes you think, are you are you people all so average? Mm-hmm. So mind control absorbs so much of the geoengineering and the natural food walking the or something. Wow. But it's the message. What yeah. are you talking about? You know, the directed energy, when people go, don't be ridiculous. There's Pat out there. I mean, you've done probably way more research than I have, and Barry Trower and all these people. Yes. Like, yeah. What makes you think? Are you are you people all? Mm-hmm. Well, his wife doesn't trust the coroner report. He sends his remains to some coroner up here in Canada. That coroner said, "Yes, the skeletal body remains." Very. Mm-hmm. But the hand. He thinks the hands might belong hundred-year-old uh, Native American. Wow! But it's the message. What are yeah. you talking? About? You know the directed energy when people go, "Don't be ridiculous." There's Pat. I mean, you've done probably way more research than I have, and Barry Trower and all these people. Yes. Like, yeah. What makes you think? Are you are you people are so average? Mm-hmm. Mind control absorbs so much of the geoengineering and the natural 
food, water. Oh, good point. Yes, absolutely. I only believe it if it's food. Absolutely. And, you know, as you know, that is happening. You know, people are indeed being mind-controlled, and there are many different delivery systems for this neurotechnology, and so people have no idea what's going on, you know, and um, so that's true. In addition, you know, add that to the actual brainwashing you get from mainstream media. That's absolute propaganda being published. For some, um, the really cynical uh, theory is that, yeah, I'll just keep, you know, false flags going, and then all they're going to do is monitor which of the troublemakers is really just someone that can think for themselves. Correct. Exercise the critical thinking skills. Mm-hmm. You know, when I speak out about abuse and that's exposed politicians, you know, it's assumed that I'm a Trump supporter. I don't support anyone. I don't judge anyone because of a political party or anything else. I had hopes for Trump. So, yeah, arrest the pedophiles. Like, let's do it. Yeah. I also know. You know, I'm not here to talk about politics. I just have a good, healthy disdain mm-hmm. for most the world. Right. Right. Yeah, you know, yeah. you know, you actually mentioned this a little while ago when we were talking on the phone, Steve. You know, the uh, the uh, the notion that you have an understanding just through your work in Hollywood about the existence of some of this, you know, and and also the the satanic ritual abuse, the child abuse. You are aware of it, right? And you see spectrum. The targeting of individuals also is along that same spectrum. I have to be honest. I never, I was never invited to, I was never even invited to speak. <laughs> okay. Weirdo poet. I don't know. I never got it. I was never. I was never involved. Okay. So for me, what I do know is, that mm-hmm. and when Hollywood, yes. Now I've got my eyes to the. Now I'm seeing things. Yes. Element. There's a, certainly a Lucifer evil element that runs through Hollywood and also connects. I mean, now it's not even hidden. You might as well just have the CIA and NSA. Well, they just call themselves a production. Oh, that's brilliant. That's exactly right. Aren't they? Yeah, they appear to be running whole parts of Hollywood. Absolutely. And Hunger Games is what they're doing mm-hmm. to, uh, you know, anyone experiencing this individual. I mean, Hunger Games? What's that? Who's that produced by? Lionsgate. Oh, and wow. Who claims to have said Lionsgate? Frank Schuster is oh, the biggest contributor to the Clinton Foundation. Remember, I'm not a Republican, Democrat, anything. Oh, I have no horse in the race. But gee, you start looking into aid. start looking into the deals with Uranium One. You start looking into this. That's involved in the Clinton Foundation. That's another thing. That's why I think people must be hooked up zombies because why would just not you know why wouldn't a critical halfway intelligent person decent education or not just good thinking skills why would they not look 
that this that these crimes by Clinton Foundation and other cities. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's bizarre. scout leader, the man. They become the boy scout leader. Uh, of course. Same with these foundations. They uh, they for so many years. George Clooney, they they're way too cocked about all the good they're spreading. It's not getting to the people that need it. Haitians aren't getting aid. None of these other countries need aid. Mm-hmm. There's the good guy, good charity out not doing that. But for the most part, we just attract diabolical criminal element that'll murder and steal their own. No, they don't even murder them. Oh. Give them to debilitate them. Oh, no. You know, them the organ might have well, that's your life, uh, shelf life. Let's oh, wow. So what do they give them? Don't they give them a gas? Yeah. Apparel, not an anesthetic. Oh, my goodness. While they're taking away Pulling the organs out of that. Pick that guy. And some, you know, some George story. Happening here. Happening in Canada. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you know, we were living in diabolical times, but the nice thing is that. Mm-mm. And the one. Now, granted, uh, mm-hmm. a lot of, uh, you know, depression and, and anger at God, but it's given me a good spiritual life, and, and my physical body, that's not the whole, now keep your life extension BS, right? Exactly. All that transhumanism. And- You're sexually abusing and killing children. You know, like the, the, uh, the it's beyond evil. It's just, uh, it's not, yeah, it sounds real. It's inexplicable. It sounds insane, really. I mean, these people have clearly, they've crossed all boundaries. You know, they've left their humanity and their ethics by the door, and they've stepped into extreme diabolical evil and darkness. So it's inexplicable to most of us why they're doing what they're doing and how they could possibly be doing it. Well, as a TI, you can, you can, you know, uh, when you're a TI, you have a better understanding of evil. But that's true, yes. Your eyes are suddenly opened. Yeah, yeah. Sociopathic nature. The cover stories that they must have spread around about me stealing my screenplay, my treatment, making the biggest hit in TV series to yourself, Paul Haggis. And yeah, so, you know, it's. It, What they're, what they're capable of doing, like, it's, it's unreal. I mean, I've never heard this, but it wouldn't surprise me at all. Two occasions possible and possible. Eight, nine, ten hours. Don't know what happened in the hall. What they do to me in the knockout. They did this to me when I first, right after my son was threatened. Movie. Could be, uh, and she said, I'll have a lot. But it's a long story, but never did I get a movie like that. No script to on a plane. And then unbelievable gas. 
never really experienced in France. Mm-hmm. Track, voice campaign. And, uh, yeah, I don't know what happened. Is that the movie? Drug me. And then they'll take photos and they send them to bed. That's so diabolical. They they, they will set you up to be what they are. Exactly, exactly. And the crazy tag Oh, yeah. Crazy tag. You know, we should actually wear crazy tag. <laughs> That's right, yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. If any of us were... If someone's seriously mental, are you going to point a finger and scream and yell, look at that? I know, how ridiculous. He's <laughs> on the verge of suicide. He's going to work... So it's, it's. I would say I want to help you, Lola, if you're happy. Let's do the help. Exactly. That's that would be the humanitarian response. Exactly. Humanitarian. You know, mm-hmm. like, you now worse than Joe out years, man. That's full entertainment. Yeah, I'm still fully capable. Film did well in festivals like 15 years. That the dummies, the people that have been bombified, trying to be as kind of well, against their against their will. The, 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 yeah. Maybe. Don't even. But they don't know they haven't. And it's not similar to me in that respect. It's actually a- able. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I don't take any. But we're able to. Mm-hmm. And we don't decide. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, yeah. You're right. You're talking about the people who are actually running, you know, act as minions to the system and this. On these uh, lost control of some of their basic critical mental faculties. Yeah, and it's giving me a little bit of people like mm-hmm. uh, anyway. The beta, the delta, yeah, they. Mm-hmm. Right. What it does is, if you're just a regular, usually around, let's say, who, um, uh, it's not terrible. Basically, 
Philippines. Sometimes when I one of those Yeah, of course, thought There's got to be a, a campaign. It is that mm-hmm. like. Yeah. Wow, that can't be a mm-hmm. Right, but doing some of this. Yeah. There is some So I'm thinking of, for instance, of uh, Dr. Robert Duncan's book, Project Soulcatcher, where he talks about quite a bit of, you know, the cybernetics behind it, man and machine, and how they're harvesting brainwaves into a computer and so on, and how supercomputers are involved, etc. Yes, I think you'll find it fascinating. Now, you know, he's one of the scientists who's actually come forward to say that he's helped build technology. So, I know who he is. Yeah. And quite honestly, I don't know why. I won't get into it. We've had no direct. Yeah. Um, well, I believe in the soul. This fall, even if it's, it's the fall. Yes, yes, and in fact, exactly. I think great for worldview and people who have a more sort of spiritually, you know, informed kind of worldview. Looking at the time, how we can. Spark that you put out. I'm going to send you. CDI. Mm-hmm. What it looks like. Here, I could do. There's a number of reasons. Installing it, like oh, yeah. Seeing my work, 
I mean, I, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. So, this is past in my head as we mm-hmm. in the film not an actor. No, it's perfect. Um, anyway, listen, I'll meet you here. Oh, he does. <laughs> I'll do it. That's great. People to join you. July. You know, keep the act. Brilliant. So there was. I see. I see. Wonderful. Eyes to intention one share this, and I he's an intention. Mm-hmm. So I put people show up for a mm-hmm. and just object. Yeah. Be the audience. Mm-hmm. So the audience. I see. Interesting. It goes like we watch from the sidelines the parades of synthetics, the simulations. Little drummer boys are beating the human skins to death. Plastic smiles smeared across faces. God made man in his own image. The cloning and reprogramming DNA is a step backward. The demon race of androids. Welcome to the future of lunatics, heretics, sick files. No limits. Fresh meat to satisfy their evil lusts. No limits to the abominations. Follow like toy soldiers marching to the slaughter. No limit. The iPhones and the iPads blast. Transhuman rhetoric. Original thoughts blur, slur. Because it's the spark being stolen. The zombies have no clue. 
cowards and compromised politicians are useless. And the parade continues. Goose stepping. Renan's gates of hell are opening. The originals are being sacrificed. But only after their DNA has been sampled and stolen. Future soulless blandness awaits. Welcome to the new improved. Bubbleheads in Washington hear newscasters spin the stories. And the factories are closing, being replaced by reproductive modifying centers and slaughterhouses for the unwanted. My gift is emptying into the abyss. The hourglass is draining in this parade. The charade is so lifeless. Rosemary babies programmed to reject love. My soldier armies smile as they pass. And the mom and the little boy next to me, they wave their flags, red, white, and bruised. Awesome is deception if it wasn't so. I don't know the word. Black hole. Ah, this does make me laugh when I see this lot of Mickey Mouse. Stops mid salute. The black gloved hand points to me. When the security's on its. There's a human miss. I hear Mickey's. The crowd gathers around me. They're all furious. Deleterious eyes glazed over. Their only emotion. Hate. But wait. Sadly. have no idea why. That's an interesting the audience in that whole scenario of, you know, is it or is it not kind of thing. How can people get a hold of this? I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm black. Mm-hmm. Your friend. He said no. Perhaps for you and help sell your DVDs or whatever you've got, you know? Even if people gave uh, We just have to figure out how to get it online, how to... How- there are people who know how to do that, so we'll, you know, let's uh, put this information out there and um, figure it out. We can definitely do it, I think. Um, I want. Mentally. Hmm. 
My Pollyanna. <laughs> so make sure you include all the all the uh God. Yeah. Well, let's hope. Let's. Hope. in the right direction humanity to be a better species altogether so absolutely that's what I'm begging and if I still am not completely controlled average man whatever that's set up again you do <laughs> right. Brilliant. That's all right. Thanks. <laughs> I don't mind that coughing. Why didn't you look? Vastly entertaining to everybody else, and I hope to come back so I can have another what we what we can do dollar <laughs> have to help the younger generations. So, He just tastes. <laughs> he just has a bench and for. <laughs> so on that note, thanks so much, Steve. Thanks everybody for watching. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this morning's edition of Romology Reports. I'm here again this morning with Marie LaBelle, who has visited before on our podcast and um, who has spoken at length about her daughter, Padme. Hello, everyone, and welcome to...
coming to the truth movement. It's
I don't want to be a, an emperor. That's not my business.
maybe some bread or something. I don't know. Mama, I'm not baby kisses. My baby honey want me baby from my little kisses. Where's my kisses? My sweet baby boy, my mommy, I need a Dr. Horton, that's right.
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.